This week on Nintendo Main, we got Scott Clark here from Gaming Outsider to talk with us about the indie showcase, and uh, we'll also be talking about Travis Strikes Again. I'm so close to 100. Welcome to Nintendo Main episode 155. Uh, we are your hosts. I'm Trey Sheepman Johnson. I'm Jeremy Mikowski. Lift goes wrong. <laughs> John won't be on the show this week. He uh, got held up. Uh, he's basically got stuck in a plane somewhere. So we miss you, John, but hopefully he'll be back next week. And uh, this week we have a special guest, uh, Scott Clark from Gaming Outsider. What's up, man? What's going on, everybody? I'm really uh, excited and honored to be here. Thanks so much for having What's up, me. Scott? For sure, man. Yeah, it's a pleasure to have you on here. Where does uh, sheep sheepdog is that what you said sheep man sheep man where's that man. is that from mega man uh, mega man nine no that's that's from travis strikes again which we'll be uh, talking about on this episode I, i'm sure you haven't went out and bought that wonderful game yet i have, have not you? yet i never yeah. played no more heroes is it just okay. an expansion of that or no i mean it's uh i want i want to get into it i'll get into it more detailed of course as oh, we okay go on i'm the jumping show, again sorry it's up uh, no no it's fine um it's definitely different than no more heroes i actually really like no more heroes 2 a lot the second one i think okay. the first one is okay too but but i think the second one's the best one like if you had to pick out of the three of them but yeah mm-hmm. no there was a kind of a sequel of sorts but we'll talk about that when we get to get to what we bought but um let me ask you uh, what I normally do of our guests. Uh, what's your favorite Nintendo game? Well, as I was saying before we started recording, my favorite video game of all time happens to be a Nintendo game. So it kind of worked out well. Yeah. Uh, ever since the 90s, I have been madly in love with The Legend of Zelda Link to the Past. Okay. That's it's a good one choice. The, that's an excellent it's, game. It's one of the <laughs> games that I just actually love to go back to on occasion and go through and play through again. I feel like I have it memorized at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm a massive Zelda fan. I have a Zelda shrine in my basement where I collect everything Zelda that I can get my hands on. I've got an actual master sword. I've got a helium shield. I'm oh, wow. Wow. a big lover of Zelda. I'll be sure to get you guys, show you guys a picture later uh, on. That's awesome. Well, you should, uh, you should definitely come back on the show again whenever like there's some more Zelda news. You know, I'd love to have like a, I mean, well, we're, we're all kind of Zelda guys too, but it's always nice to have a guest on there as well to talk about, you know, in mm-hmm. case there's another breath or wild, breath of the wild or something. Uh, yeah. How did, how did you feel about A Link Between Worlds? Did you get to play that on uh, 3DS? I did. That was very much a. It was very much modeled after Link to the Past, so it uh-huh. felt very right at home. Even the map felt a little similar. Mm-hmm. It was. I, I wasn't sure how I felt about the whole. Uh, you know, you can go to any dungeon you want to, and you basically have to purchase the weapons instead of finding yeah. them in the dungeon. But it worked. I had a. I had a lot of fun with it, and the painting mechanic was great. Where you got to like kind of go on the walls and oh, had yeah, to use yeah. that mechanic it was. It was a lot of fun. So I really liked it. Yeah, it was. A, I felt like it was almost kind of like a precursor to Breath of the Wild in a way with the items there, where they're kind of mm-hmm. just like it's kind of like the testing ground where they're like, well, let's try, let's do it to where like you don't have to get stuff in the dungeon here. Let's do this rental thing, 
And I felt like that kind of was a little bit like what they went into later with the uh, when when they got to like where you get all the stuff you need at the beginning there and the breath and Breath of the Wild and all that. Right. Unfortunately, that was a big turnoff for a lot of hardcore Zelda fans that like the puzzle aspect of it. I got a, a buddy of mine that's almost as big of a Zelda nerd as I am, and mm-hmm. he hated Breath of the Wild. I oh. liked it, but he hated it oh. because the reason he plays Zelda games is he wants to go into those dungeons, and, yeah, and search them out and yeah. and. You know, they were just short little bite-sized dungeons instead of there are lots of them in Breath of the Wild. For sure. Yeah, there was – I guess there was some complaints with people on that. I, I personally like Breath of the Wild, but I did kind of like miss miss some of the old like dungeon-type stuff from the old Zelda games. And I yeah. kind of I kind of hope that they come – like the next one, maybe they'll just do a little bit of that but not like completely go back to it. You know, like kind of like merge the two a little bit better. Yeah, we we were talking about this on one of our most recent episodes at The Gaming Outsider, how I feel like the best dungeons – were Ocarina of Time. Yeah. Because it felt like you are going on an adventure in that game. And I feel uh, like we've kind of lost sight of that in Zelda games. The games are still great. I still like them. Yeah. But I haven't felt like I've gone on a, on a just hardcore adventure since Ocarina of Time, where you're just exploring yeah. and yeah. spending hours inside these dungeons solving puzzles and stuff. That was what I loved about it. Well, I'd also say, like, uh, Ocarina of Time did a great job of reproducing the feel of the dungeons and um, Link to the Past, like you were saying. Right. Um, it it definitely felt like a logical progression of how those worked in 3D. So it felt both at home and yeah, like a totally new thing at the same time. Mm-hmm. I would I would go uh, up to bat for uh, Twilight Princess because I think the dungeons on Twilight Princess are really really cool and I, I like it, those a lot. I know they're bigger, but I mean I I still felt like I was going on an adventure and all that. Yeah. Yeah, I, mean, I will agree with you yeah. on that one. And I and I like the dungeons in Majora's Mask as well, but the rest yeah. of that game just felt like such a slog to me. And, um, and I, I know yeah, I love that's Majora's like Mask. sacrilege yeah. to say. So. <laughs> that's fine. I mean, we're, we're not I'm fine. somewhere in between. Yeah. Yeah. Two, your two opinions, I would say. <laughs> I, Trey, I Trey, of course, loves it. I love Majora's yeah. Mask. Yeah, it's but I but I understand that I understand like how hard it is to get into, and and that's definitely true. You know, it's not really. I mean, I played through the game the first time, like with it with it with a guide. You know, I think we all had to. You know, it's just like it's it's not really a inviting game. You know, it's hard to get just just to tell somebody to go play it because there's a lot of obstacles. But I think once you get past that, it's just so weird and there's just so like it's just so unique. You know, with with what you can mm-hmm. find in that, I think it's worth the effort. Is, is well, what plus I would the say. game like by default just puts a timer on you, and yeah. I hate sure timers yeah, in yeah, video yeah. games. <laughs> just despise it. Yeah. So I don't like a feeling. Like yeah. I don't like that feeling of panic when I'm playing a Zelda game. Yep. I, I, I like to be able to kind of lay back and relax. Yeah, mm. sure. Like within a dungeon, you know, you might have a time-based puzzle. Those are never my favorite, but they're you know they're part of a bigger picture. Mm. Whereas when the entire game has you just feeling this sense of dread, which I know that's part of the, the yeah. atmosphere <laughs> and it, it works in its advantage in that regard. But for me, it was just like, oh my god, like I want to explore, but I don't have time to explore. I got to mm-hmm. keep moving. Sure. And I, I felt like it was only kind of like that for the very first set of days that you go through because you have yeah. to kind of get everything together. But then after that, once you can slow down time and you can go back to the first day whenever you need to, I, I felt like it got a little bit more relaxing. The only thing that really, really filled me with dread was the uh, was that side quest where you have to like get the two get the couple together. Mm-hmm. And there's that one part with the masks on the conveyor belt. Oh, yeah, yeah. I hate that part because it's like so easy to fuck it up. And if you do, you got to go all the way back and start that one all over again. And it's, I think that's it's probably like the worst one slog. of all of them. It takes all three days, right? Yeah, no, you have to quest. do, yeah, you have to do stuff in every day and you have to meet people at certain times and all that. And it's like, yeah. So if you, so if you screw it up, it's just like, oh, I don't ever want to do that again, you know? So I do really feel the, 
dread on that. But can you save in the middle of that? Like, can you save as you're going through that quest, or is that the kind of sort of thing? That- well, <laughs> that's another thing about Majora's Mask. Is the save the way the save works is kind of weird too, because there was like a there was like a quick save of sorts that you could do, but once you started that, you would lose that. So like, it has its own like weird system with the saving too. So yes, you could, but I mean, there's like a you, I think you can only save at the beginning of the day or something like that. I don't, I don't remember. But I know. Well, like, you can only resume your save file once if it's like if uh-huh. it's not done through restarting the yeah yeah the yeah. whole cycle. I think yeah, it's basically because I think when you save at the owls, it's like a it's like a quick save. As of like when you start the game again, that save goes goes away, so you have to save again mm-hmm. and then quit before you. Which they fixed a lot of that in the 3ds version. So if like I was you, just gonna you say know, that, yeah. yeah. If that's definitely the version to play is the 3ds version, but so maybe you can do that in that one. I did go through and I got all the masks and all that stuff on that one. I just that was the one that was like the one nightmare of, of Majora's Mask I always think of is the the fucking couple and all that. But yeah, little tangent there on Majora's Mask, but uh, you know it's it's Zelda stuff. It's good good to go off on and all that. But but you enjoyed Breath of the Wild on the Switch, Scott. I did. I it wasn't my favorite game of the year, surprisingly. As big of a Zelda fan as I am, but I really liked it quite a bit. I played but I didn't go through and do all the extra stuff. You know, like I didn't mm-hmm. go do all the shrines, I didn't find all the core oh, sure, seeds yeah. and all that. Well, yeah. I don't think like yeah. nine hundred of them or something. Yeah, I was gonna say I don't think anybody got the Korok seeds. And if you did, then <laughs> man, congrats. I mean you like yeah. to torture yourself or something. I don't know. Yeah, yeah that's which all what you did all year. Yeah, while we're on the subject, I, I did mention I, I'm almost at 100, which I did mean shrines. Okay, well, I, I know you've been mentioning it well several of the last hours. episodes. I've, yeah, yeah, I've kind of like gotten back into Breath of the Wild and just I never got all the shrines either. I was in the like late 80s, and then uh, I guess I just I want to make it to 100. I actually found so I found the bird, the cast, the bird that plays the accordion. I found his mm-hmm. uh, house. Oh, I didn't realize he had like a base. I found his house and. Um, in his house, he's got a little journal that tells, yeah, like, yeah. basically tells all the locations he'll he'll show up in the, on the map, which is great. So, uh-huh. I've been going through that, and I've gotten three or four shrines that way. Uh-huh. And there's is what is the total is like a hundred something, right? There's not like over two hundred, right? I think no, it was a hundred twenty, and I can't remember yeah. if they added. Did they add shrines with the expansion, or are all those just? I guess sort of. Based? Yeah, I mean, I guess I, I think with the I know that there's another. Um, Whatever they call it, They're the beast. There's another divine beast in in the final DLC on the second one. Oh. So you have to like go through like a divine beast to get the motorcycle, which is pretty awesome. That was actually my favorite part of the whole DLC was that end part. But there is another dungeon at the end there, you know. So but yeah, I'm at ninety. I'm at ninety nine shrines. Okay. Yeah, and I, know. I know where I know where there's a hundredth one. Well, beside well, there's one in the Lost Woods that I never completed. The one where you have the the weapons that can, that can burn. Mm-hmm. And you can't let them burn. Mm-hmm. I never beat that one. And, oh yeah, yeah. Um, the wooden weapon. Then yeah, there's then there's the Blood Moon one, and uh, mm-hmm. I finally found where that one is. And I actually I'd forgotten that we with the DLC you got the uh, you can set a waypoint wherever you want. Oh yeah, the, yeah, yeah. And I finally figured out how to use that after the, like a year. I finally figured out it's an item you have to select through the menu. It's is not the, just a, you can't just place a marker. Uh-huh. Is the Blood Moon one where you got to like take all your clothes off yeah. and stare at the sun or something like that, yeah. or at the yeah, moon? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, which I haven't done yet, but I I set a waypoint right next to it, so I'm just waiting for the next blood moon. But mm-hmm. I, I actually got a line one. today and was like, "All right, can I just skip ahead to the blood moon?" And it doesn't work that way. You have to it, unless you glitch it out. It's like two hours and eighteen minutes, something random like that of 
can't you um, play time can't you like build a fire because i know when you build a fire tried, you can wait it by work. it and, yeah because i did that for some things where you can make the day progress quicker like if you build a fire that, that, that works but you can't trigger a blood moon that way one way that and i didn't realize it but it makes sense now one way that you can trigger the blood moon is to leave a lot of shit laying around because um that's kind of how the the Blood Moon's the way the game keeps itself from crashing because it's keeping track of all these. Yeah, like, and it brings random... back all the characters too, all the bad guys. Yeah, 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 yeah. So there's these random things that you've done throughout the map that it's that are remaining persistent. So that's eating up the RAM or whatever of the game. Or I'm not sure if that's exactly what the problem would be, but eventually it has to flush all that out. Otherwise, it's going to start crashing. So, mm. so you can I guess you can trigger the Blood Moon by doing that by just leaving oh. a bunch of crap laying around but i haven't I, tried that yet I, I thought the blood moon came out like every five days or something like that right it's, it's like on a timer like it, it will come out and actually it's on a, yeah. it's on a, a real world timer yeah yeah so it'll happen like every so it says if it you in the use, game. if you skip ahead it doesn't count towards that real world timer and um if you're like in a menu or you're just looking at the map the, the timer stops so you have to actually be running around doing stuff and then once you've done, once you've played two hours and X amount of minutes of total gameplay time, at midnight the following, you know, day, that's when the blood moon comes out. It's kind of it. Something happens in the programming where like a little flag appears. To, so, so next time it reaches twelve p.m. or twelve a.m., it triggers the blood moon. Hmm. I don't know if they've patched this with an update, but when it came out, like I was able to skip the blood moon a couple times because if you go, I think you just mentioned this, right? If if you go into a shrine during the blood moon it won't happen like it'll pass you like while you're in the shrine and you come out and it'll already be gone like i did that for a while and i was able to surpass it because it won't you know it won't well, it tell sucks because i i used yeah. to hate the blood moon and i and i just be like god god dang it not again yeah <laughs> but now but that was back when i was playing it for like eight or nine hours a day mm. and the blood moon would happen a few times and now that i'm just trying to get shrines and just jump all over the map I don't want to spend all that time just waiting around. So that's why I've been mm. why I did the thing with Cass and I've just been trying to like sure. find all these other random shrines mm. and um I ended up finally throwing a dragon scale into one of those springs that I hadn't done yet which opened a shrine. That's all it did, but oh, So I've been going around that, just yeah. like tying up loose ends in the meantime, which is kind of fun cuz mm. I've been playing the game for almost 2 years now and I'm still enjoying it and still Yeah, I haven't it. touched it since I beat it. Uh, and yeah. that was, you know, at at launch. I played through. I own four copies of the game. No joke. Wow. Because <laughs> I, I got, you know, the. I've got the, two. I thought. Yeah, I we, two. we both have two. Uh, <laughs> we, we both have the Switch and the Wii U version. I actually played through all of the game on the Wii U version. So that's where my, uh, that's where all my DLC is and all that. Nice. So it's kind of. Well, I got those two, but yeah. I also got the, the two extra ones, like the one that's got the statue of the Master Sword, the special oh, okay. edition, and the. And the the really big one, it's a huge box, like this big. I actually, when I went to pick up my copy at midnight at Best Buy, they had one there. And I was like, so is anybody taking this yet? And he's like, no, you want it? I'm like, yes, yeah, I do. Nice. Wow. So cool. I take it you kept it, it, you kept that in the box and got another one to play? Like, that's why you have the four of them? Well, yeah, I've got that one in the box. I've got the special edition one that's a smaller one uh. that doesn't have the statue. And then I've got the regular Switch version. Then I also bought the Wii U version. And I played the Switch version. Okay. So, yeah, I, I picked up the Switch version later, and I kind of wish I would have played it just because of the portability and easier mm-hmm. to access, I guess. And I would have wanted to get it digital. I have it physical, you know, so I could just play it whenever. But I ended up buying it from my brother-in-law because he ended up getting two Zeldas, like by mm. accident. So I just bought it off of him for like thirty nice. bucks last year because I think he, um, 
Yeah, he, he it was like some sort of a credit card point thing or whatever. He ended up getting a free Switch out of it, and he ordered Zelda like right when he ordered when he got the Switch. But the Switch came with Zelda too, so he ended up with two of them. Oh, gotcha. So I ended up getting getting a Switch one after that. But I've I played it a little bit, but I haven't really. Basically, I did like what you did. I played it till I beat it, and then the DLC came out, and then I went and played the DLC. And I played the first DLC a little bit, but the second one with the motorcycle and all that, I really liked the motorcycle, so I went back and played until I got the motorcycle, and then I just fucking drove around the map, you know, I'd like do the, <laughs> I'd do the heroes, the heroes path and show me where I didn't go, and I was like, alright, I'm just gonna rev up the motorcycle and just head over to this area where I haven't been to, and I, and it was fun, I found like, I found that town where you have to like bring all the wood and like create all the, the buildings town. and stuff, yeah. I never found that. There's like a big jungle area that I'd never found. Like I just found all this cool stuff with the motorcycles. It was cool. So it added like another like 30 some hours on there of me of just like being like, oh yeah, cool. I'll play it again, you know. But a game that's that big, it's just, uh, I don't know how much you did on it, but like, like we were saying, it's really hard to find everything. So it's kind of easy to just like pick it up and be like, oh yeah, there's all this other stuff over here. Just yeah, just little stuff to do here and there. Did you ever go to that island in the, in the far southeast corner where they strip you of all your weapons? Oh, yeah, and- yeah, yeah. Did you, did you figure out the uh, the cheat and how you could do that and still use your weapons? No, no, no. Like if you you go to the go to the island and then before, like uh, you stand on the beach before you walk towards the beach is when it triggers this whole like oh you have to lose all your weapons stuff. Mm. You stand like with you know in the in the water a little bit and you drop all your stuff. Yeah. Then you move oh. forward, trigger the trigger the event so that they say okay now we have to take all your stuff away oh and then, and then you, pick you go back, back and you can pick up all your stuff and do that's that. awesome oh, wow yeah and then yeah. it probably is extremely easy after that yeah yeah i didn't even bother because like mm. i couldn't figure out how to, it was like a giant or a troll or something you had to take yeah, down yeah. and yeah the high yeah, yeah i shot i think i shot arrows at him from the from the cliff or i found enough stuff there's a rock you can throw at him too if you can find say, it. I you beat can, like, him roll up down the cliff the yeah telekinesis thing i just kept hitting him in the face so yeah gotcha yeah, I I mean I had fun with it from it taking all your stuff away. I, th- I thought that was cool. And then it, it, if, I don't know if you played the DLC, but DLC one there's like a whole dungeon like that where mm-hmm. you can like enhance the sword and all that. And I'm like, okay, this is this is ridiculous. I can't do this because it's like thirty levels, and I think I got like five, and it's stupid hard. Mm-hmm. I just couldn't. Yeah, the trial of the sword. Oh, the just, trial of the sword. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. It's basically that. It's basically like that part, but like super steroided out, you know, where there's like 30 levels now and it's a whole thing. But yeah, I'm uh, glad that you're still playing that, Jeremy. And I mean, I played, I've tried out several open world games since Zelda came out Mm -hmm. because open world just was like, you know, it was like the Metroidvania. Well, it's still pretty much a big thing, but yeah, it's just real. It's just ubiquitous. Everybody's got to make an open world game now. So I've tried all these open world games on PS4 and other consoles and like going back to breath of the wild nothing feels like that it still feels so cool like being able to see all the way to the other side of the map you know and see these areas that i remember being at before and it's just the whole world just feels a lot more alive than any other open world game i've played Mm. and more personal because of how much time i've spent in it i guess isn't it nice though when you come across a game that's not an open world game and it's just like a straight linear experience like like 12 hours and you're, and you're oh, done. Yeah. No, and I, don't, then, I don't mind it. That's, yeah, I don't that's mind shorter PS4, games. That's where yeah. I go for my. I go to PS4 for those experiences. For yeah. shorter I, games, I played Red Dead Four, which I or Red Dead Two, which I guess is kind of an open world game, but it's, it's like three still technically. Super linear. I guess, but yeah. What's that? I said it's three technically. Red. Well, because there was Red Dead and then Red Dead Redemption and then Red Dead Red Dead. Yeah, Redemption whatever the hell too. it's called. <laughs> it, whatever the the big popular one is that got 
that almost got game of the year. I guess God of War beat it out. Oh, and I have been playing God of War as well, and uh, it's pretty fun. Extremely linear. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sort of at an impasse right now where I'm fighting these two bosses at once, and they keep kicking my ass. So I think I need to go to oh. my skill tree and fuck around a little bit. But I know which which two bosses you're talking about. That was a fun fight. Yeah, it's pretty. I mean, it's fun, and I've almost gotten one of them down, but it's blowing my mind. How the heck am I supposed to defeat both of them? Uh, so, mm-hmm. I do have a lot of uh, points to spend towards upgrading things that I haven't done. I think I just need to to mess with that a little bit and beef myself up a little more. Uh, there you go. Still, though, it's a it's a really fun game. Like the the scale of it all. Like, and I can't remember if I mentioned it last week, but I played this level where uh, there's a dead giant laying on the ground, and it just it's. I hadn't seen anything like that in a game before where there's just actually this huge corpse that you're navigating around and parts of his jewelry and stuff are used in the puzzles, but oh, wow. he's just, he's just a dead, dead guy laying there that you're and the levels like built around. So you haven't hit the moment yet. There's a moment. I haven't hit the moment. I hear there's, yeah, I hear there's these moments. Oh, I won't tell you but anything, but I think you'll know what I'm talking about when you get right. there. And yeah. it, I mean, I'm not super invested in the story to be honest. Um, I mean, everybody's a God, so that's sort of like a game of where everyone's Superman, you know, like mm-hmm. something about that makes it to where nothing's really shocking or exciting because you're just like, Oh, that's a God. This person I was dealing with this whole time. I, I just found out she was a God. Mm-hmm. Um, well, did you play oh, the other games? Oh, I'm a God. Yeah, I played all of them. I, well, okay. except for the, uh, PSP, I played the PSP one or whatever. They're probably yeah. not Ascension, Ascension either. Right. That was like the one before that. Yeah. Was that on Vita? No, no Ascension it was, was the PS3 one, but it was, it was like it was a, the one after three. Yeah, well, it came. It came release after three, but it took place before the original got award, didn't it? It was like oh, I don't, I, I didn't even I know ne- there were. Two I never played it. I played for games on PS3. I played one, two, and three. Was it? Yeah, and I, play, and I, I, I played one, two, yeah. and three. Yeah, I didn't know there was a second one on PS3. Yeah, and I didn't care about. I don't know. I thought Kratos was a piece of shit, so I didn't really, I didn't really care to return to him. I thought he was an asshole and and a creep. And I know he's like different in the new one, but I just didn't have time to play it. You know, it was more. I wanted to play like a Spider-Man and Dragon Quest Eleven, and I didn't have time to play those either on the, on the PS4. That's well, what God I, of War is, is worth seeing the ending too. There's a there's a pretty cool moment, and I'll be direct with you. Drop it down to easy and just blast through it, man. That's what I did. That's what I uh, did eventually, and it still it yeah. still gets hard. Yeah. yeah, I might do that when it when it gets on sale and all that, or I get more time. It's been on sale a few times. Luckily, I borrowed it, so oh, yeah, and my friend for my it. friend doesn't need it back anytime soon, so sure. I could take my time with it. In fact, he has my copy of Horizon Zero Dawn, which I also did not beat. Or oh play. my goodness, yeah. dude, that was that was my favorite game last year. Really? Or not you last year, but the year before? Because yeah, that yeah. came out the same year as Breath of the Wild. Twenty seventeen. Right? Yep. Yeah. That, that's the one yeah. that beat Breath of the Wild out for my favorite game of the year. I, I like it okay, but I just couldn't get into like. I don't know. I couldn't get into the combat. I think the combat was what I sort of was getting. Like, oh, yeah. A lot of people loved it, but something about it was tedious to me. Well, that's why I, I haven't gone back and done the DLC on it as much as I love that game. Not because I didn't. I actually liked the combat. It was one of those that took a long time to get used to. But I had stepped away from it so long for me to go back and have to relearn how to do all my upgrades and gear oh, and yeah, stuff yeah. like that. I, I would have had to start the whole game over, and I don't have any time for that. So. Sure. But yeah. that is one I cannot recommend seeing through that story because uh, that story, I, uh, wow, it takes a lot for a story to get me, uh-huh. and that one got me. It just yeah. felt awesome. Cool. It's a beautiful game. I mean, I'll give you that. It's and when I bought my PS4, it was one of the first things I got because you know I bought the PS4 just like two years ago, so I was late on the mm-hmm. on a lot of 
a lot of stuff at that point. So I just bought like about uh, Last Guardian because I always wanted to play that. Still haven't beat that. It's, of course, a deeply flawed game. Um, <laughs> a lot of people probably know. Uh, and then I got Final Fantasy 15. Haven't played all the way through that. And I got Horizon Zero Dawn. Game the year before. Haven't played all the way through that. that. Deeply flawed uh, too. Whatever the Persona game is. Is it four or five? Five, the five is the latest one, yeah. yeah. That's so, I got that, so I haven't played through that. So like The first game I actually played all the way through on the PS4 was Journey. Because I finally I hadn't had a PS3. I liked it okay. And then uh and then I played through Red Dead Redemption 2 just most recently and um now I'm playing God of War, so I'm getting caught up with the catalog sort of. I'm playing Last of Us as well, but I sort of put that one on hiatus. That one's short too. I mean I like yeah. a like what we were talking about, like not having a whole lot of time to play games. Like I really appreciate stuff that's shorter, especially RPGs, because RPGs are my favorite games. And uh, I don't, and a lot of them, like Persona 5, that game is fucking great. Like, I love that game. But it's also like 100 plus hours, and I don't know when I'm going to be able to get through it. I love Persona 4 too, and I put like 40 hours into it, and I didn't even like get halfway through. You know, it's like, I love these games, but I just don't have time to play them. You know, so it's like, especially with trying to cover extra game, like newer games for for this show and all that, I really appreciate when stuff is like smaller and more like concise, you know. Like, I just got uh, the Onimusha remake. I love that game. It's like five hours long. It was great. I played through it like almost two times, you know, because it, it was so much fun. But I mean, not that I need stuff to be that short, but but I appreciate like, you know, stuff that's more condensed. Like like Chrono Trigger, one of the best RPGs of all time, is only like 20 hours long. You know, it's way, it's not like this behemoth of, it's not like a, it's, it's not like a Xenoblade Chronicles 2 or like a, with like Octopath Traveler, you know, it's not that like hundred oh, plus. Whatever, I want to finish you know. that game so badly, and I just hit a wall. Jeremy made it Which all one? the way through. Octopath, Octopath yeah. yeah. Octopath, yeah. Jeremy yeah, I beat it. it. I beat it, but I didn't. So I, I, I did, finished all eight stories, but I haven't done the extra thing after you get all the stories. See, I hit the part where you had the last ring of stories, like the last uh-huh. it was like uh-huh. fourth chapter for each uh-huh. one, something yeah. like that. And I just hit a hit a wall where I felt like in order to be able to beat this boss i just had to go out and grind for a for a while and i did which is what i did yeah i just don't have any desire with to do bewildering that. grace yeah. and uh multipliers to make it happen more than four times yeah yeah I and i taught time. i taught it to other characters too so like you could have it up to 16 times in one round nice and that's when i actually started to gain levels but yeah it was it was ridiculous grinding and oftentimes that spell will also just kill everybody Mm-hmm. Right, which sucks. It's like yeah, you kill your own guys. Yeah, yeah. you got to save after every battle just in case. Oh. Yeah, I love uh, I love RPGs, but I don't love grinding. So <laughs> I, I, it's I don't my favorite know. part. I don't That's... I don't like it. Like I like uh, I think good RPGs are ones that are made to where you don't have to grind. I mean, just fight all your battles. Don't run away from any of the battles, and you should be strong enough to make it through. You know, and learn how to fucking use your guys. Like use a uh, you know use use whatever like buffs that you need, or like you know get healers and make sure you have like life spells and all that and you can make it through just figure out how to play rpgs that's what i say to people who grind who grind all the time i don't know you gotta gotta learn you gotta learn the battle system and then you won't have to grind as much i don't know i don't like to have to do that if i don't want to unless like grinding is just like doing side missions which i don't mind doing that but i don't want to like different yeah i don't want to walk around in circles and play the same guy over and over again that's not fun to me yeah i remember back in the day final fantasy 7 I wanted to max out all my characters to like nine hundred ninety nine, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. So I sat in this under this underwater sunken ship thing I, and I battled there, these, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> these um, I don't know what you call them, metronome or yeah. things for hours. I did, I did and the hours, same thing. Yeah. 
Yeah, because I, I had no life then. I played a well. I played it on PS3 actually because I'd never got to play uh, Fan, uh, Final Fantasy VII all the way through because I never had a PlayStation One. Mm. And uh, later, I had a PS2, and I guess I never, I didn't buy the game because the game was so expensive at that time. Like a lot of those RPGs were like sixty and above, you know, at that time, like in the nineties, whatever. Right. And I just couldn't get it. So then when I got a PS3, it was, it was, you know, they had the virtual console. I bought it for like $5. It was like probably one of the first games I played for PS3 because I really wanted to play it. And I spent a lot of time grinding in that same area that you're talking about, like the underwater ship. That's where I went. I think I found it online. They said that's where you got the most, uh, where you got the most experience points from. But yeah, I totally did that. I didn't yeah. enjoy it, but I did it because I had to. I think I was trying to beat the, I was trying to beat the Omega weapons or whatever, those giant weapons that you have to fight. You know, Well, you don't have Ruby to. Ruby and Emerald. And- yeah. I think I only beat two of them. I didn't beat all of them. But, yeah, I, I did I did go through and do all that stuff. Someone who actually enjoys grinding, it still is kind of a bummer when you make a point not to grind for really deep into a game, and then you get to that point where you have to grind, and then, I don't know, that, then it does kind of feel cheap because you're like, well, well, I'm doing this now. I could have done this earlier when the story wasn't so important and mm. when, you know, when the world was more open, I guess yeah. when the story was more open, but now I have to do it because I'm at an impasse without grinding. Sure. Yeah. That, that is a bummer when that happens for sure. I, yeah. I would agree there. Um, that didn't really happen to me with Octopath because even in the demo, I was just like, Oh, this feels great. I love grinding. <laughs> like they made it feel, they made it feel really good. In that game. Sure. I thought. Yeah. It felt like final fantasy six. Yeah. I wasn't, uh, I liked it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, their battles could be, smoother I, I still think um i still think bravely default has a better battle system of the two of those because at least bravely default you can speed things up and you can like make your guys do the same thing every time and th- there's just a lot more um options to it and you can completion mm-hmm. you can completely turn off battles too which i talk shit on octopath plenty of times which you could previous. do on si- final fantasy 6 so i would have actually welcomed that and you can turn, turn battles off normal yeah, yeah with Mo- the move charm oh yeah yeah the move charm for sure, yeah. We've uh, this has been uh, thirty minutes of us just talking about shit, but that's uh, that's the way the show goes. I like to keep it. Uh, I like to have it pretty free. We do form. What we want on our show. Yeah. Well, we have we have a target, but it's always nice to have. It's a conversation, man. That's the way podcasts work, right? Um, there you go. So, uh, what had, what have you gotten this week? Let's get to what we bought, I guess. Um, the Scott, what kind of games have you bought, or what what did you buy this week? Have you gotten anything new? Or well, the, it could be the next one I last week if you not had anything. a Nintendo game. That's but, fine. But uh, I, I bought on Xbox One Ace Combat 7, Skies Unknown. Huh. I'm a massive Ace okay. Combat fan ever since the original PlayStation. Yeah. I have played all of the numbered games. I played it at Soft Horizon. I love flight combat. It's it's. I, I wrote this in my review and said it's my Call of Duty. Okay. You know, it's the one people get nuts and crazy about Call of Duty. Mm. I'm much more excited about flying around and, and firing missiles at stuff than boots on the ground kind of kind of deal. Sure, yeah. And uh, so I I actually got to play this one at E3 in VR like two years ago. Mm. It's the only VR game that's ever made me nauseous. Which <laughs> and I don't mean that in a bad way. I mean it was that realistic. Sure, but, yeah. Um I, I didn't get it in in VR because I'm an achievement point whore. And mm. I just wanted achievements was more important for me than an additional like five missions in VR. So I did that route. But I, I finished it on Monday. It's it's only about ten hours long, and I really enjoyed the gameplay. It is classic Ace Combat. It's like it felt like hopping on a bike again for the first time after mm. years. Like the buttons were exactly where they were supposed to be. The controls moved the way I remember them being. But it was fresh missions and it was a fresh story. And I really had a blast with it. My only real gripe with the game is 
I think I was spoiled by games like Forza Horizon 4 and um, Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Just these games that look insanely gorgeous. Mm-hmm. And I wanted the planes and I wanted the terrain and stuff to look that good, and it doesn't. Oh, okay. it, it doesn't look ugly. Uh, Chris from my show came over and played it, and he hated it. He thought mm-hmm. it looked like a PS2 game. I think he's wow. a little <laughs> jaded, but it doesn't look that bad. But it, it, I feel like it's one of those games where it looks better in the trailer than it does in the actual game, mm. which doesn't make any sense. Like when I watch the trailer on my phone, I'm like, that looks gorgeous. I can't wait to play this on my 4k TV. Yeah. And it didn't look like that on my 4k TV. So, so is that a 3d flight simulator, like dogfight kind of combat game or is it? It's more like arcadey though, right? Like I don't think necessarily a simulator. It's, it's but you know what I mean? Like it's a 3d game, right? You're like, yes, in a cockpit. Mm. So is it, is it just low res or whatever because there's so much to render like because the world the world is so giant? Well, that's kind of what I was telling Chris is that I, I kind of give him a pass on that because you can't make everything in the world look great when you're flying at 600 to 1200 miles per hour over across the terrain. Uh, yeah. Everything's not going to look good without any without popping and all that stuff. So maybe someday. Uh-huh. Um, I'll get my fingers crossed for that. But yes, yeah. it's dog fighting. I actually I do the view where you're actually behind the plane, not mm. from inside the cockpit. I like yeah. actually seeing the cool plane that sure, I purchased. Yeah. yeah. You know, uh, I, I, one of the first ones I bought was the F-14 from Top Gun, mm. which is nice. awesome. Yeah. So the the game also has a story in it. And have you guys ever played the Ace Combat games before? No. I've, I mean, okay. I've heard about them. I mean, I might have played one in passing at one point, but okay. I don't. I, I mean, the only the only like uh, flight games I really play is like Star Fox. You know that's okay. the only that's the only thing I can kind of wrap my head around. Anything that's too like simulator, I'm not really into. I'd rather just well, the, like you know just pew pew at everybody. No, I hear you. And the cool thing about Ace Combat is it's kind of like the go between. You know, you know how like the uh, if you don't play racing games, this analogy won't make any sense. But mm-hmm. you've got racing games like uh, Gran Turismo, which mm-hmm. is straight up simulation. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. You've I, got yeah. You've got um, Burnout, which is mm-hmm. straight up arcade. Yeah. And then you got Forza Horizon, which is like right in the middle, mm-hmm. where it kind of straddles the line between simulation and and uh, arcade. Mm-hmm. That's what Ace Combat is. It's not Flight Simulator from the old Windows days, okay. where it's just nothing but it's just you know checking your yaw and yeah, yeah. speed and all that kind of <laughs> yeah, stuff. It's not that pretty boring. But it's also not Star Fox. Mm-hmm. It's right in the middle where it, it it's it, it breaks the illusion enough like there's no way you're going to be able to bank at the speeds that you do but it still feels real enough that you kind of believe you're flying a plane so but what's interesting about the the ace combat series is the is their storytelling because what they do is they make flying seem like this very poetic thing Mm. there's always like these lines on the screen or someone's reading looking off into the sunset and talking about the deep blue sky and all this and Mm. and it's kind of goofy this story you're going to laugh at me for this. And I said this on my, on, the, on our show, the story goes to like almost metal gear solid places. Really? Like of, that obscure, of, <laughs> not, not like obscure, just weirdness. Like there's no way this would actually be a real story. And it takes uh-huh. itself very seriously. Sure. You know, I mean, it, at one point you were uh, convicted for murder because <laughs> you, you shoot down the president accidentally and they send you to prison so mm-hmm. you're in this prison, and they decide to recruit all these prisoners t- to fly these multi-million dollar aircraft to wow. fight against the bad guys. Okay. You know, which it's doesn't like make any squad. sense. And then, I, I assume you guys are going to play it. I'm not, like, spoiling Sounds it like for you. Like no, it's, I mean, I, I, mean, I kind of yeah. want I kind of want to play it now, actually. I thought it was just okay. like a boring war, war plane game. No offense. 
But I mean, no. I, th- I thought it seemed like, I mean, I was like, eh, you know, I'm sure it's fun to a lot of people, but any, like most like Call of Duty stuff, like war games just bore the piss out of me. Like, I just don't really, mm-hmm. I don't care. Like I want, I, I play video games for escapism. I want to like be in a magical world that, you know, with like sure. a, with like a life tree or whatever, like something that doesn't exist. Like I'd rather have like magic and superpowers and stuff like that. No, I hear you. Than well, I don't want to oversell it because yeah. I, I'm with you on Call of Duty. I don't. I've played the campaigns just because I like how short they are, and I uh-huh. have this like blockbuster Michael Bay experience for about six hours, sure. and and I like it. But I, I never got into the, into the uh, multiplayer and stuff like that. But for me, the flying is just it just feels awesome. Just because uh-huh. there's there's levels where you have to like go through canyons and work your way through and dodge searchlights and stuff like that, and it just feels cool like you're actually doing it. Mm-hmm. And I don't I, again I don't want to oversell it because it's not going to be like a fantasy role-playing game in any way and the story is told just in cutscenes in between these missions where you're you're just shooting down planes or you're shooting down taking uh, out as many targets as you can to rack up scores but it's fun uh-huh. it, it really is fun um yeah, yeah <laughs> is no, that I, an I, xbox I, one exclusive is it also on ps4 no, it's, on PS4, right? it's also on ps4 and uh in pc as well PC, okay yeah because mm-hmm. you i figured what you were talking about on the vr is the playstation vr right Correct. Like you wouldn't didn't yes. want to do that because you wanted to get the achievements for the Xbox. See, I, I understand some of that stuff, even though yeah. I live. I mean, I have a PS4, but I <laughs> I understand the achievements and trophies and all that. Which I was a trophy person for a second when I got the PS3, but then I kind of stopped caring. Oh but. man, I could tell you stories about <laughs> the games I've played to get achievement points. I've heard that I, people do that, but don't, man. Life is too short. Play play well, game play games you like. Don't torture well, yourself. This is for, uh, this is years before I ever got into know? podcasting and and, yeah. <laughs> and had time to do this kind of stuff. Sure, but it was a buddy and I that were in a competition to see who get the most achievement points. This started the whole thing, and it got so bad that we were actually hiding our lists from each other online because we were finding out <laughs> games that were easy to get achievement oh, yeah, points. Yeah, yeah. You know, that I, makes sense. I have uh, the Hannah Montana game I've on heard, my yeah. on my on there somewhere. I played all a thousand achievement points of that because it was like two heard hours. About it. So. Yeah, yeah. Wow. I've heard people talk about it. I was like, I was like, there's no way. I mean, I'd heard people talking that up that you could easily platinum it, but I'm like, no. I'm like, there's no way I can do that. I mean, I <laughs> that's mean, like the virtual yeah. version of the people that collect like all the sports games on Wii or something. You know, what I mean, like to get the full collection. <laughs> yeah, I got yeah, right. Madden '98, '99, or I know I'm not listing real games, but. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, because like, there's so I many have to buy of them. All yeah. these to get the to get all the collection. That's to me. It's like, well, well, to get trophies, I have to I have to get get some Miley Cyrus on my my PlayStation. <laughs> yeah, I like the ones that were fun to play, and you could get a platinum from them pretty easy. Like Lego games, like those are fun, and I could easily get platinums. But you still had to play them for like thirty hours or whatever, you know. Yeah, it's a lot of time. I'm I was sure. looking online for ones that like the Avatar is the infamous mm-hmm. one that you can seriously get all a thousand achievement points mm-hmm. in three minutes. It's it's really dumb. I, the I, last year is it based off the movie? The uh, Avatar movie. Is it, is the, is it the, bl- the cartoon one? Yeah. Okay. Are oh, you okay. saying is it the blue people or the um or, or like <laughs> the the last last Airbender? I don't even remember because yeah. you do it in the first level, literally in the first like minute and a half, oh. and I got it, and I'm like, okay, I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> it was back wow. when Blockbuster was doing their Game Pass thing. Remember, you could like mm-hmm. take oh, out a cool. game and then swap it for another one. So I just went and got that. Yeah, took it home, installed it, got my thousand shooting yeah. points, went back and got something else. So, so you didn't actually have to buy Hannah Montana. Uh, well, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. You don't have you don't have to share it on here it's if you okay. actually did buy I own it, yeah. uh, my horses deluxe or something like that on. Do you? Yes, I bought it on accident. Because- <laughs> 
I bought it with no, it had no label on it, so I just took a gamble. Like, what, oh, I don't know what this cartridge is. Yeah, I think I paid for this for it, but it's <laughs> like my my horse simulator, and nice. <laughs> you can like brush their hair. And we have a a segment on our Patreon episodes called "Games That Aren't for Us" because if you listen to our show, we end every every episode by saying. There's no such thing as a bad game, just games that aren't for you. Mm-hmm. So we have okay. a segment called Games That Aren't For Us. Mm-hmm. And it's where Chris uh, makes us play really crappy games. And he, he's he got in his head, he wants us to do the Barbie horse adventure uh, for one of those episodes. Uh-oh. I figured Uh-oh. I figured as, like the, as the argument to that, to say like, oh, no, there really are bad games. Have you played Barbie horse adventure? Come on, man. This is terrible. Yeah. You know? But someone somewhere, that's the only game they have. That, Hopefully, sure. you know, it's a young girl or whatever, like that, that the game's like aimed at, but yeah. whomever would actually that's get kind of the point. of it. That's yeah, their the game that they play. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I had a, I had a similar situation, like towards the end of the Nintendo club, like I wanted to get enough points to get like the Majora's mask bag or whatever that they had at the end there. And, uh, I, I heard that, you know, like at GameStops, a lot of their used games have the card in there with the code on it, so you could get Nintendo points from it. So I used right. to go to GameStops and just pull all the cards out of it. They didn't care. I told them what I was doing. I was like, hey, can I look through your stuff and pull the, uh, the Wii Shop points out of here, the eShop points or whatever? And they're like, yeah, yeah, go ahead. So I went and I did this and I accrued enough points to get the Majora's Mask bag. I still use it all the time. But I had to go through and do all these surveys about like these ridiculous games like Barbie's Horse, whatever. And that you never played. That I never played, but I don't want to. I, I want at least to be like kind of honest about it. I don't. I don't want to throw him under the bus for a game that I've never played. You know, it's like, and it was kind of funny. It's like, well, what do you think about dogs uh, vet rescue or whatever? I'm like, I, uh, I don't know. Um, what, what is? It? It's like write out what you don't like about it. It's like uh, I don't know. Um, too easy. And it was just kind of funny because I, sort of I probably wrote, did like, like by the end yeah. of the game, I couldn't tell were the vets <laughs> rescuing the dogs or were the dogs rescuing the vets. <laughs> Yeah, it was probably like uh, yeah, probably did like <laughs> probably did like twenty thirty of those surveys to get that bag, but I ended up getting the bag. So hey, but it was nice. just it was just funny because it was stuff that because I can lie about stuff that I kind of know something about, but I don't know anything about like those pet simulators and all that. I never played those games. <laughs> I can't even like can't even pretend that I played it. But yeah, whatever. So yeah, Ace Combat Seven, you got that, and that's uh, worth playing. Now the way you're talking about it with the story and all that, it makes me more interested in it because I like I like a good story. And, uh, you know, I'd, I'd probably I probably call it flying, a great but, story. It's not yeah. like a <laughs> even a weird story. I like that, you know, something more than I don't know. They go to some interesting places that like it's not full on Metal Gear Solid, but it's it's beyond the realm of realism. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And what they're doing. And it's a game that, that conspiracy takes theory kind of stuff. I, or within so, that world. What I'm thinking more of like technology. Okay. Like like things that they're able to do with technology. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. Like, like Fast and the Furious, like stuff that just can't, you can't like parachute with cars and all that. Right. You know. But it take, but it, it also doesn't, it, it's not a game that no, it, that is in on its own joke. Yeah. You know I mean, it takes itself very seriously. Yeah, yeah. Which, which I appreciate, I applaud it, but it feels very Japanese in that, mm-hmm. that, okay. I don't know. What was, was the. What was the last Switch game that you got? You have a Switch, right? Of course you do. We talked about I do those have a earlier. Switch, yeah. Last Switch game I got, boy. Um, I had oh, I mean, I had Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. Of course, yeah. Which uh, I've got, but I've barely played it. The reason I bought it is because I teach fourth grade, okay. and I have a TV set up in my classroom with a Switch dock that I just you know I, I just bring the the unit with me whenever I go to school. Mm-hmm. So whenever they have indoor recess or on Fridays we have a 
you know, a drawing for good behavior and that whoever draws that, they get to have lunch with me in the classroom and then we play video games during, oh, nice. during a recess. Nice. It's a great yeah. prize. And Smash Brothers is just a perfect one to have because okay. all three of us can play at the same time and I've got a pro controller and then they each take one of the, hmm. one of the, the, the Joy-Cons. Uh, I'm terrible at Smash. I don't remember yeah. Smash being that weird to control. <laughs> I get, it, it, um, I mean, it's always been a weird game. I mean, it's always been, and that's what I love about it. It's just so different. I mean, I, I will say it, it's much yeah. harder with a Joy-Con than a Pro Controller. That's for oh, sure, yeah. yeah. But yeah. I, I feel like the buttons aren't where I want them to be. I know you can configure it, and I haven't yeah. done it, but mm-hmm. for me, jump should be the bottom button. Yeah, the one that it's never been, though, And I feel yeah. like on mine, it's the top one, which yeah. doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, that's how it's been, man. That's how the old ones were. Yeah, yeah. no, that, that's cool, though. But, uh... So as a teacher, like, don't you feel, do you feel obligated to, um, to have all of your characters unlocked on Smash Brothers for your, for the no, kids that get to play in there? I let them do it because okay. I don't have time. And I, I you don't feel it, bad that they're not recess. on there. All right. Cause, cause <laughs> They've I, unlocked like so many characters for me. They unlocked Sonic the other day. I'm yeah, like, all right, yeah. you guys go. Nice. Yeah. I actually did a, I did a similar thing. Like I work, I work at a bar one day a week and I brought it into the bar, like right when it had released and people there unlocked some characters for me cause they were just playing. So they would just. Nice. They got a yeah. They got like four or five guys, so they helped me help me get through that roster of, I don't know, like forty some. Um, or no, it's more than that because they only give you like eight, and there's like mm-hmm. seventy in there. So I yeah, think it's like sixty something that you unlock total. Yeah, it's insane. That game is a lot of fun though, but it's a mm-hmm. uh, it is yeah. I did play another game that I originally played on Switch, um, when it first came out, but I it was on game it was on the games with gold this month for Xbox. <clears throat> Have you guys played Celeste? Oh, of course, yeah. yeah. That was Jeremy's oh uh, number two of last year. I don't yeah, know. that was, was my number two. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I beat it back when it released on Switch, and since it was free, mm-hmm. I was like, I want to, I want to play it and see if I can get some achievement points, you know. And that game is just still so good. Just the the character uh, Madeline, I just love her. Mm-hmm. I I just love her like journey, and the level design is just so brilliant. Just absolutely great, and and it's I've never felt such little pockets of satisfaction playing a game as I did playing Celeste. It was it was in my I think it was my number four game of last year. Yeah, I was going to say that there were a couple games that yeah there were a couple games that we shared on our list. It was uh, Dead Cells and The Messenger. We we both had on our top ten lists of last year. Dead I, Cells uh, is great. I had a hard time with Celeste because the the D pads kind of messed up on the Switch, so that kind of. Killed it for me. I'd like to try to actually play it again on PS4 or something else like that and see if it plays better. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, yeah, we shared those. Like Dead Cells. Yeah. Did you ever beat Dead Cells? I didn't beat it. I got to the last guy several times and I was never able to pass him. It's insane. Like, I I like it, but I don't think I'm very good at it. I've only beaten, like, a couple bosses, I think. And Well, I beat, like, oh, yeah. some, some of those elites where you get the new, the new items that help you travel through the levels quicker. And mm-hmm. then I and then I beat there's like I forget what they call them but I beat like one of the boss guys and then it gets even harder after that and I didn't get much farther past that but but it's a fun game to play. It's sure. it's also deceptive in how long it is because it just keeps getting deeper and deeper and mm-hmm. deeper and there's so many different paths yeah. to take so you can take different uh, routes and mm-hmm. it's just insane how deep that game is. It's the epitome of just one more run. <laughs> For <laughs> you know, sure. Yeah, just, no, no, it totally I, is. I was playing, uh, I played Enter the Gungeon a little bit this week. I, I bought it a while back because it was on sale and I'd never played it. And that mm-hmm. game's kind of like that too. It's like the same sort of thing where you pick a character and they throw you into a dungeon or gungeon, whatever. 
and you go and see how far you can get, and it's randomly generated, and then you start again, and you die, and you start again. But you will you get some stuff that you keep or whatever. But it reminds me a lot of Dead Cells, but like top down and more like shooting focused. If you like that, if you like that style, don't miss Rogue Legacy. I know it's an older one. Yeah, no, I wanted to check that out. I haven't seen it yet, but I hear it's great. It's on Switch too. It's only like fifteen bucks. I was gonna get it, but like twenty games release a week on the Switch, so it's kind of hard you. to try to. That game I cannot recommend enough. Yeah. I think I actually like that one better than Dead Cells, Dead Cells believe it or yeah. not. Yeah, no, it's, people really talk that one up. That's the one where you get, like, it's like your descendant, right? And, like, they have mm-hmm. a different whatever. Like, maybe they'll, have, they'll be colorblind, everything will be black and white or something like that. Like, Right. Yeah, whatever your next iteration will be will be different, yeah. I mean, some of it's aesthetic like that, but all, most of it is your character might be much bigger and he he's like a tank. Yeah. I mean, your character might be very tiny, but very quick and have mm-hmm. low health. And yeah. so you've got all that going on for you, too, but... Man, so going through that game, I, yeah. I put easily over 100 hours in that game just because mm-hmm. I just like, I enjoyed it. Yeah. Just so much fun. The music is fantastic. There's one track called Lamprey on that, that, uh, I, cause after a while you can like pick you whatever music you want. Mm-hmm. And I just played that song over and over again. It was just so good. Nice. Yeah. I'll have to check it out for sure. I mean, like I said, it's on the eShop and, uh, I thought about buying it and I think I, I don't know, but it was probably like right around Christmas and there was a bunch of other shit that came out at yep. the same time. But it was on my list and I think I still have it on my wish list and all that. Perfect but, game for Switch. Yeah, yeah. It's a good... Oh, to... Speaking of good games that finally came to Switch, Moonlighter was my number two game of okay. last year. Yeah, I've heard wow. stuff about that. I haven't got that yet, though. Oh, man. Moon... And I understand that this is a game that is... It felt like a game that was made for me. Mm-hmm. It is a combination of a roguelike, kind of like uh, Binding of Isaac. Mm-hmm. You know, where you've got like the Zelda like dungeons, sure. not with items or whatever. Yeah. But you're going through killing guys and you collect loot. But this isn't loot that you just earn money. It's just that it's in your backpack. Mm. And then after you die or you escape the dungeon, you go back to your hometown and then you're, you have a shop. And so the second half of this game is you managing a shop and oh, putting wow. your items yeah. up for sale and trying to like play the price game, like the supply and demand. That's trying hilarious. to figure out the sweet spot to mm. get the right, get the most bang for your buck. Wow. And I thoroughly loved it. I just absolutely loved it. And it's only like four dungeons or something, but mm. could not put it down. It just scratched that itch for me perfectly. Yeah, that sounds like it. No, that's super cool. I didn't know about the yeah, shop. So this came out in November of last year. I didn't even know about this game. Yeah, I I, I got it on Xbox. And it, it, but it, if you have the opportunity, if you have a Switch, mm. it's a perfect pick up and play game for yeah. a Switch. Yeah, I feel like it was, I mean, the eShop is like, there's so many games coming out, and I'm not exaggerating. There are like over 20 games that come out every week. We've yep. talked about before on the show, and it's really, a lot of them like kind of get left by the wayside. Like a lot of them aren't featured. Like they're ones that are really good that people don't talk about or whatever. And it's like, you got to kind of weed through there. I wish there was a better way to, I mean, I know you can like search by like genre and all that now, but I feel like there should be a better way to do it. Plus, I've ranted about it many times on the show, but. Switch really needs a folder option on their main on main, main but menu at this point, yeah. Because I have like I have like over a hundred games in there, and some of them I can't even find when I'm trying to find them, and I'm like I don't know where it is because there's so many, and I'm like, can't I just like have a folder and just categorize them by genre or whatever, you know? Like, yeah, they had that in the 3DS. The it was like on the, it was, the Switch. It was on the Wii U and the too. Wii U as yeah. well. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It's like uh, I don't know. I mean, maybe they think it'll slow the operating system down or whatever, but I would just love to have it because. There's, and I have like a 400 gig card, so I have a bunch of stuff on there, and it's just, just let me organize that stuff. Yeah. I genuinely, and I don't have as many games as you, Trey, but I feel like I probably play some games less just because they don't show up 
you know, Probably like you I have to go them. into, I have to unlock, I have to, to click the, the box to show all my games to be like, oh shit, I haven't played this game in months. I forgot I had it. I was trying yeah, to, at that point, they don't care. <laughs> they already have your money. That's yeah. true. I know, but I want to, I want it for my convenience. Like I was trying to find Enter the Gungeon. I didn't know where it was, where it was because there was so much stuff on there. Well, um, do you want to talk? Uh, I guess we've gone like super long on our, our intro here, which is fine. But um, I say I, I could tell what I what I bought pretty quickly. Okay, so, go yeah. for it. I just want to. Talk, I think I'm going to do. I'll talk about Travis, and then we'll take a break, and then we'll talk about the rest of the new stuff. Sounds but, good. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, so I got. I bought two games this week, um, both on the Switch. I, I finally got Mr. Taco. Save me, Mr. Taco. Yeah. Uh, I played this game in, at Trey's. Whenever it first came out, I was it was actually when I was up visiting you. So mm-hmm. it came out that weekend, and you had downloaded it, and I watched you play it a little bit, and then I tried it a little bit, and it totally I don't know the aesthetic of it made me want to buy it, and mm-hmm. it was on sale for I think it was normally twenty, but it was on sale for five. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it was, it was, it was kind 20? of a no brainer. Yeah, I'll grab it for five bucks just so I have a new Switch game, and mm-hmm. it looks cool. Like you can change the palette of it, which we've talked about this game yeah. before months ago. Yeah. But you can switch the palette on it, just like it was on a Super Game Boy, and yeah, Mr. it's got yeah. really sharp, clean graphics, but they look like a blown up Game Boy screen, which mm-hmm. is pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, it's like a new game that looks like it was a Game Boy game that didn't come out. Did you, you did you find it incredibly difficult? Because that's kind of what turned me off about it. It's it, pretty hard. It feels like a combination of Starmie yeah. and Kirby, or yeah. Starfy and Kirby. Yeah, like something in between the two of those. That's what it feels like to me. Like like if you were an Octorok instead of Kirby from Zelda, that's that's kind of what that game sort of feels like. I was hoping it would um, be a little bit more Kirby, thus easier. You know. It looks a lot like Kirby and, like I said, like Starfy, which to me, those two games are like sure. almost interchangeable with how they work. But um, it's a cool game for five bucks, especially like well, I'll, yeah, yeah, I'll go sure. back and play it a little bit. I've, I haven't even gotten through the, the beginning part yet. I just I, I, I maybe put two or three minutes into it. But mm-hmm. just the aesthetic of it, it's kind of nice to have something like that. And when I play it portable, it'll feel nostalgic. And then I also bought uh which we're, we're going to talk about it, but I bought when ski lifts go wrong. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. My name was Macau ski lift go wrong at the t- top of the show. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I haven't, I also haven't played much of this game cause it just came out today. Yeah. So probably about an hour before we started recording, mm-hmm. I finally was able to boot it up and, um, it's fun so far. Um, I'm still in the tutorial mode, but I got to say, hopefully they're going to patch it because no, no, the screen, the, the screen is, zoomed in too much so oh, okay. I, how can i explain that like some things on the top of the screen you can't see because oh. and you yeah. can't change the aspect ratio of the screen i've gone into options and everything to try to, to to do that so like during the tutorial mode it'll be like select this to continue and it'll actually be off screen where you can't see it so i've had to like press random buttons to be like oh okay now i figured out what it's asking me to do but like, yeah, all the all the menus, the interface are each of the four corners of the screen. So every four corners are cut off. Oh no! So all of the options are in some way like visually messed up to where you can't tell what you're doing. So it's very frustrating because obviously that should have been something pretty easy to, to yeah. figure out before they released it. That oh shit, we gotta uh, zoom out a little bit here, For sure. or at least after it is an option. But, I mean, I've got a standard dimensions on my TV screen. I, I imagine everybody else does, too. 
Yeah. <laughs> like there's not a whole lot of TVs that have custom zoom or whatever. So I, I guess I haven't tried to actually change the zoom on my television. Yeah. Maybe that would help. But. Well, some of those, some of those games you can change like the way it's centered or whatever, but that shouldn't be, but it's not I feel like that's an issue. Maybe. That was an issue like a few generations ago. That shouldn't be something that we're dealing with now. I think, is it better than that other like bridge builder game that you got that had like the really screwed up controls and all that? Right. So that's what I was going to get at. Cause uh, when I first saw it, I was like, okay, this looks like poly bridge, but maybe better because it's got this quirky aspect of you create the items and then you send the people on your ski lift and they might die. And when they do, it's hilarious how gory it is. There's just like blood everywhere and they like explode and everything. So, <laughs> or they fall down and they land hand first in a trash head first in a trash can. Cause yeah. those are like strategically placed with the buildings they might run into. So What's it's kind of nice. It's called uh, when ski li- ski lifts go wrong. Yeah, okay, that's was... the one they showed at the indie showcase, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah there were a very fresh new game. Um, there were three games out of that that released today. It was uh, when ski lifts go wrong, unruly heroes, and goat simulator all came out yeah. like right after the after the goatee edition. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> so so anyway, this game shows a lot of promise. I mean, what I've played of it so far is fun. When I can get through the. T- I eventually hope to get through the tutorial mode mm-hmm. and play the real game. But as it stands, like I should be learning how to play the game, but that's being screwed up by not being able to see the actual interface. And eat, like I said, so it'll be like, there'll be like a, a reticule or an arrow pointing of choose this option to continue the tutorial because it's like a lot of games. It'll be like, Hey, you can zoom in and out, zoom in and out. All right, once you do that, you can do the next thing. All right, this is where you need to place a wheel on top of the structure for the for the the cable to go over. Place the structure, and you can't continue the tutorial until you actually place the wheel in the right spot. Mm-hmm. So it's like that, but there will be points where it will be like, now do this, and then I'll be looking all over the screen. What am I supposed to do? And it's off to the top right where I can't see it because it's cut off of the screen. So I just see like a little bit of a flashing light. And I'm like, well, there's an option up there, but I don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I just have to like mutt mash until I do the right thing. Oh, yeah, that sounds that, awful. That's, that's messed up. So right now I would say this game's – I would say don't buy this game, which sucks because <laughs> I said the same thing about the oh, other no. you just got it too. game. Yeah. Don't buy this game. I already regret it. I oh, used my gold nice. coins towards it, so I got it for less than 10 bucks, but – it's unplayable right now. Um, oh, maybe I can fun. look up the instructions online and get through the tutorial and just deal with the fact that I can't see everything. But that's a that's a critical flaw. Yeah, no, definitely. Does it does it make you do like motion control like the other one, or can you actually use? No, like, there's no the... motion control, and it okay, reminds me good. a lot of World of Goo and how the once you select an option, like you know, you stretch it out and create the structure because you build like towers, and it reminds me a lot of the of World yeah, of yeah. Goo. Where, the beams are crossing each other and you're like making them stronger by having mm-hmm. the beams cross. And then when you thread the, uh, the cable for the ski lift to go, it's kind of cool. Cause you actually go up above and under the different pulleys mm-hmm. that determines how, how it, how it's threaded. So you're just not, you're not just like selecting point A and point B and then the, the cable fits. You actually have to like run it through the spools, which is pretty cool. Yeah. I thought, um, yeah, but was, if you mess up, people hit walls and they fall and they, they there's blood everywhere. It's pretty cool. They didn't show <laughs> they didn't show any of the blood in the trailer, like on oh, the spotlight. You, there's a gore in the settings. That's oh, one of the gore only meter. things that nice. I can find was the gore. You can like scale yeah. the gore, and I've got it at most extreme. That's awesome. Yeah, no, that's what I do too. Turn it up, man. Make it look crazy. You yeah, know, I thought you'd be into that one. It, it sucks that it's not working 
that well because it looked fun and it did remind me of a uh, world of goo as well yeah the where yeah kind of like the it's like the bridge mechanic you know where they all kind of like connect together like an octagon or whatever and it's only it's only 15 it's on sale for like 12 something like 12.99 because of it's got, got that new release sale that a lot of the eShop stuff has so it's fairly cheap it just sucks that it's not really working that well because yeah. like, one of the things like that shows the most problems for me is there's you you can create your own levels and the way it works it's a lot like trials or those kind of like the side scrolling physics based games where you control you can actually control the character too so i can set up the ski lift the character rides a ski lift to the top of the the summit of the mountain and then you start controlling the character and you can control them for to do like jumps yeah. and tricks and stuff so i mean that seems like it's going to be a ton of fun whenever yeah. it actually happens but for now i'm just I just want to get through the tutorial and yeah, yeah. it sucks. <laughs> that sucks because, the, yeah. because the potential of this game far exceeds what I could access right now. Mm-hmm. That's a shame. Um, is that, is that all you got for the week then was those two? Yeah, that's all I've purchased this week. Well, hopefully, yeah, hopefully that, uh, that ski one looked like fun. Hopefully they figure that out. That sucks that it like, isn't is already not working. Have you tried playing it handheld? I know there's like t- touch screen it. controls on it and all that. They made sure to let everybody know. In the video that that was on there, so so maybe maybe, maybe that'll have, work you know, better. A slightly, uh, res- uh, like a, a slightly different opinion of it mm. next week when I played it a little more that way. But I still think like you know it should there. There's no excuse for it to be unplayable in docked mode. No, yeah, no. Well, it I mean, should be. It should just be <laughs> completely playable in all in all forms before they put it up for retail sale. I mean that's that's what I said when Pokemon Let's Go came out. But hey. Look what we got with that. <laughs> that was that's my joke, but no, I yeah. And there actually is an update for that, and they didn't fix the whole problem with not being able to play it handheld on the TV like you can, which is weird. But um, I uh, let's I'm gonna I'm gonna just say the one thing that I got this week, and then we'll take a break and we'll talk about Travis. But um, I got a after watching the um, the indie showcase, I ended up buying uh, Unruly Heroes, which actually is really cool. Like. Uh, Jess and I played through the first two levels. It's like a, it's a co-op game, but it kind of like weighs a little bit more in like the co-op, uh, action RPG, I guess. It's kind of what it feels like. It looks like co-op trying. Yeah, yeah. And it's, it's kind of like that. Yeah. There's a lot of puzzle solving. Um, there's some battles, but they're not too intense. But yeah, we had a lot of fun with it. There's four different characters that you can play as. They all, they all interact different. You know, they do different things on the map. They have different things they can interact with. And uh, you can play it four-player, where all of you are each a different character. Or you can play it, if you play it less, you can interchange between the different characters. So if you play it by yourself, you can be all four. And with the two of us, we can interchange between the two other people. And, oh, okay. uh, and yeah, we had a lot of fun with it. We played it like played like the first two levels. I felt like the art style reminded me a lot of uh, Rayman, of the Rayman games, which apparently some of the people that worked on it worked on that as well. So. But yeah, it's cool. It's like very much like Journey Journey to the West is what it's inspired by. It even says it like in the opening movie and all that. Um, there's an online mode, which I th- was hoping was online adventure mode, but apparently it's only like a competitive mode, which kind of sucks. I really wanted to be able to like, you know, get get a get a uh, group of four people online and play like that. You can do it in uh, in like nine parchments and some of the other games that are on there. So I'm surprised that that's not in there, but... But yeah, I thought that was cool. Like, it looked like a fun game, and we've been enjoying it so far. Well, like I said, we only played oh. two levels of it, like maybe like an hour and maybe like two hours, but it looked cool. But that's my purchase for the week. But uh, if you guys want to take a break, we'll come back and talk about Travis and the rest of the Nindies and the Mortal Kombat event. Sounds good to me. 
All right, cool. I'll be right back. So you were asking earlier about Travis Strikes again and No More Heroes and all that. So there were two there were two No More Heroes games on the Wii and they were re released for PlayStation Three, I think. They did they did a re release of it. But um So Travis Strikes Again was uh Suda unveiled that like way back in the beginning of the Switch. Like when the very first video that they showed what the Switch was, Suda came on and talked about that he was making some game involving tra- Travis touchdown and wrestling moves. Apparently, that's what it meant was this game. So, Travis Strikes Again is supposed to be an, a game that pays homage to indie games, where Travis has been thrown into the video game world, and he's basically has to play these old, you know, older style indie style games, whatever. Basically, what kind of sucks about the game is you basically it's kind of tedious. It's basically you just running around and killing people like, in, but not in a fun way, like the old ones. It's like, there's one button that you just hold where he just swings his lightsaber back and forth like this, like forever. And then there's another button. That's like the harder attack, you know? And then later you get some extra skills that you can use kind of like, uh, kind of like the old, like Marvel ultimate Alliance games, like where you hold the button and then you hit like a Y X or B and they do different things. And that's basically what it is. Um, the game, it's kind of hard to like, I don't know, it's hard to say exactly, because I think there's parts of the game that make it entertaining just because it's so weird. Like there's live action scenes in there. Like you play this game where this guy like cuts a dude's throat, like in live action, like at the beginning of it. And they and it's super bizarre. Like if you played any of the Grasshopper games, like they're always completely out there. Like oh we man, were, I loved uh, what's what's the one with uh, Garcia Hotspur? Yeah, no, I'm saying that's what I'm. Killer gonna, Seven. That's what I want to talk about as well as Killer Seven because I love that fucking game. That game is awesome, and I love No More Heroes too. But this one is like, it's like bizarre, but there's no when it comes down to gameplay, it's incredibly boring. Like I feel like it's you're kind of you basically kind of have to do the same thing every time. Like it's like it's like what I was describing what I hear when somebody says like hack and slash. What I was mm-hmm. saying last week. When you say it's a hack and slash game, the thing I think of is like where you go to an area, you get stuck there, you have to kill a bunch of guys, you leave that area, you go to the next area, you gotta kill a whole bunch of other guys, and you go to the next area. That's what this game is. That's basically the whole game. Which sucks because the other No More Heroes weren't like that. So it's kinda like it was kind of a disappointment for me. You know, I wouldn't really recommend it to anybody. I feel like it's almost kind of broken and I'm almost kinda like, why? Like what was your mm. What was why 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 did you why is this what you wanted to do? If you want to make it like an indie game, make it like an indie game. You're basically making it like bad games, like bad old games, I guess. It kind of reminds me of all these old shitty Star Wars games that I used to play on GameCube. Like if you remember, like Rogue Squadron Three, Rebel Strike, where there were those really bad 
like 2D modes that you could play yep. with Luke where you jumped around really badly. That's what it feels like. It feels like that game, but in like a, you know, but in a nicer package, I guess, and a better looking, you know, package. So it's, it's weird. I mean, I, I'm happy that I got it because hopefully that'll give them enough money to make No More Heroes 3 or whatever, but still it's kind of like, I just don't, I can't really recommend it to anybody because I think it's kind of bad. I think it's kind of a bad game. I don't know what happened to them. It's a bummer, man. Yeah. I never played No More Heroes. Is that the one that was like all in black and white on a Wii? Oh, uh, no, that was Mad World. That was Mad World. Platinum. Okay. No, No More Heroes is like very, it's one of those things that's like very much in its own joke, I guess, or in on its own joke. Travis Touchdown is like a, you know, he's like a weebo. He's a guy, he's a dude that loves anime and like, and like comics and wrestling and all that. Right. And uh, he's an assassin, and he's uh, basically working his way up through the rank of assassins. There's like, you're supposed to become the number one assassin, so you'll go through like 50 assassins. And in the very first one, there's like an open world, but there's not really anything in there. But you have to go and do jobs and make enough money to pay to go fight the next assassin or whatever. So you'll like mow people's lawns and like do other shit, and you have a motorcycle <laughs> that you drive around in. But what was fun is like, you know, you have a lightsaber. It's called the Beam Katana, but it's pretty much a lightsaber. And uh, you go around and you chop people apart and their heads, like, explode and there's blood everywhere. It's super, like, over-the-top B-movie type violence and all that. Yeah. And you can do and you can do uh, wrestling moves as well. And it's just, like, completely out there. Like, in No More Heroes 2, I mentioned it last week, but one of the bosses, you, he's, like, kind of a pimp-type guy. And, like, you come up and he has these two ladies on his arms and he throws the ladies at you <laughs> right when you get there and you have to cut through them. Like, you cut – it's, like, that ridiculous. It's, like, super over-the-top. You know, super like B movie quality type thing, and and it's just like a lot of fun because it's so weird, you know. Right. And uh, it's well, just, I, I think I recommend No More Heroes two on Wii, or I don't know if they re, I know they re released one, but I don't know if they ever got to two on PS three, but that one's definitely worth playing. They they took out all of the open world, like now you do like NES games to make money, which is a lot of fun. Like there's all these like NES style games, like eight bit games, but it's worth oh, playing by cool. just like how bizarre it is. Yeah, you play these little 8-bit games, and then you go and do the regular mission, which is like a 3D world where you go around and kill people, like a 3D. It's it's not, you know, where you go from, like, stage to stage and kill people and go to the next thing, which is kind of like how this one is, but not. But it's not like waves of enemies. But, but did yeah, you that's... ever play, I mentioned it earlier, Garcia Hotspur, did you ever play Shadows of the Damned? No, but Shadows of the Damned, spoilers, is in Travis Strikes Again, because okay. it's the same, because it's Grasshopper. So yeah. the second to the last level, you do meet... um. Garcia, the uh, the gun, right? The guy is well, the, the guy? his gun. <laughs> you you need to play Shadows of the Damned. His gun is his. He's got a sidekick named Johnson. Okay, and it's exactly what you think it is. Yeah, it's his Johnson. Yeah, yeah. Which also <laughs> sure. becomes yeah. his gun. Which there's a there's a turret segment in that game where he holds the gun down at his crotch and the gun gets bigger. And then he said, and he calls it his big boner gun. I'm yeah. not making this no, up. This that's... is actually in the game. You <sighs> have to play Shadows of the Damned. It is hilarious. No. Oh, it's so. No, that's basically so great. That's kind of how No More Heroes works, actually, because his like his lightsaber will run out of batteries, and you have to recharge the batteries. And you know how uh -huh. you recharge the batteries? You do this. This is how you recharge the batteries, uh, yeah. and that's what he does. He does he basically jerks off his lightsaber at his crotch and then it and then it extends and then it's okay again is what he does and also you save the game by taking a shit in the bathroom which i always thought was hilarious <laughs> that's that's how you yeah. say that's how you save the game you go to the bathroom and you sit down and it says save game and then 
they flushed the toilet and and they and they kept all that and Travis strikes again thankfully that's still in the new game taking okay. a shit and like recharging your your weapon and all that but it's very much like over the top and you can watch you know he has anime videos that you can watch that have a lot of like upskirt moments and stuff like that it's they're totally going with it you know and he's and yeah. and the girl that he talks to is like wearing was like wearing a bikini and all this like who like is in charge of the assassin guild and all that stuff and he has a girlfriend, Jean, that he's obsessed with. And in the second one, I think she dies in the first one. And in the second one, his cat's name is Jean. Like he named, he gets a cat and calls, names it after his ex girlfriend that's dead or whatever. So he has this obsession with like, you know, with women and all that. And yeah, it's kind of like the same what you're saying about Shadow to the Damned, but you know, kind yeah, of the, and it, that the game I guess is before like that. Four bucks or something right now on Xbox Live. Like seriously. Oh, oh really? It's, it's backwards compatible yeah. for, for Xbox One. I mean, it's it's just so bizarre. Like there, yeah, I there are I doors you open the, uh, that have like yeah. a giant baby face on them, and to open them, you have to feed them strawberries. Oh it's, no, yeah, it, there was a level like that in Travis Strikes Again, where you fed the babies yeah. mock strawberries, is what they're called. They're actually not even yeah. real ones. Yeah, <laughs> no, they did. Yeah, and you actually fight. Uh, I think one of the bosses. The reason I my nickname earlier, the Sheep Man. You basically fight you fight a sheep man in every level. Like that's the mid boss. Like there'll okay. be like purple sheep man and green sheep man and yellow sheep man or whatever. And the final boss is the white sheep man that you fight at the very end. But yeah, you fight a boss that I think was from Shadow of the Dam. But yeah, you go through. Uh, you basically do go through that and you meet the character or whatever. And uh, and they kind of hint. They kind of hint that they might release Shadow of the Damned like an ultimate version or whatever in the game, so maybe they're thinking about doing that. And actually, when the game ends, spoilers, it's fine, don't play the game. But uh, <laughs> at the end, it also says that they're making a new... You basically go to No More Heroes 3, and it's not done. Uh -huh. And you basically go up to a character that's just a white mannequin, and there's no details to it. And they say that it's new more, No More Heroes 3. Because one thing that is cool, when you get there... Your your um your moves change. Like you start moving. Like if you hit the attack button, he attacks the way he would in No More Heroes, not the way he would attack in Travis Strikes Again. Uh, so it's like oh, well, clever, it's actually. like okay, well this feels different because now my combos are different. Now you don't hold the button for him to just swing. Now he actually does like a four or five hit combo or whatever. And yeah, and you walk up to this model character that has no like you know has has no like um detail to it or whatever. And he's like, oh, what's wrong with you? And it's like, oh, this is like No More Heroes, but it's not loaded yet or whatever. It's kind of what it says. And it's like this little inside joke that it's being developed, but it's not. So there's that in there. I know people That's have cool. reported on that. No, there's some really cool, weird like references to it. I just think the actual gameplay in itself isn't really that fun to play. Is what is what And it's two-player. You can do co-op, but not online. Like, it's local co-op. I played it all through by myself. I mean, I got... I mean, I had, like, one of the most watched – like, I, I streamed it, and I had, like, 15 people watching me and uh, commenting to me about how bad the game is. So, at least I had a lot of people who stuck with me for that first haul. But And I beat it. I made it all the way through. Obviously, I saw the ending where, where all that shit How long happens, was it? But probably, like, 10 hours, I think, total. Okay. I mean, I died a few times. Like, I got stuck on that last Sheep Man boss for a while. That's another really weird thing that it does. So, like, you know, I told you you save at the toilets as you go through. Yeah. And you can, uh, you know, you start off with three lives, and you can, some places you can earn extra lives. So, I got to, I got to the toilet, and I had, I think I had four lives. And I went, and I fought the sheep man, and he killed me. So, then I get a game over, and I go to continue again, and I continue from the save that I just saved, and I come back with no lives, with one life. Ooh. Even though I saved with multiple lives. 
is that I don't know if that's supposed to be a joke towards old bad games or something, but it's really annoying. So basically, you know, you're playing these games on a system in Travis's trailer or whatever. So I basically had to exit that game, go back to his trailer, reload the game, like the same thing as like resetting in a virtual space. And then when I came back to the save, then I had my lives back. I don't know. I don't know, Suda. I don't know what you're thinking, man, but uh, this is uh, this is what he went with in this. I don't know. So, yeah, that's Travis Strikes again. It's a really super bizarre-ass game. It's basically all variations of you running around and killing people. Um, there's a weird one where you can kind of, like, rearrange street – street. Uh, there's, like, streets that, like, you have to move them kind of Tetris-style for you to get to a mansion where you'll kill more people. That's one like that. There's another one where you're uh, where it's like a race game, but you're just shifting. There's no turning. But does all... it feel to me? It sounds like it's a bit of a disappointment, though, because weren't they aren't they kind of basing like reception of this game on whether or not they do a new No More Heroes game or yeah, whatever? See, that's you know what, what I mean? That's what I'm afraid of. But it feels like people are still buying it, no matter what it is. Just because, probably just because Grasshopper has always been so weird with their stuff. Like I remember Shadow the the Shadow of the Dam game not being reviewed very well, like when it came out. You know, but I oh, feel no, like it's super weird. Yeah, whole classic status. Yeah, no, I feel like it's yeah that their game is always games have always kind of and even like uh, No More Heroes One wasn't reviewed very well either. You know, they were like, I liked that one. That's the only one I beat. I mean, I, I liked it. I liked it too. I bought it. I bought it when it came out and played through it multiple times. But, but I mean, it didn't wasn't reviewed very well. Probably just because it's so bizarre. But I feel like the, I feel like those still had the charm there. I feel like the actual act of playing the game. It's just monotonous and boring. You know, there's not really much variety to it. And you're kind of doing the same thing. And it is basically you're in the game, you're collecting games for this, for this system that never, it's like a, it's basically supposed to be like the 64 DD or like the virtual boy, like this coveted cult system that only had a few games come out for it. And you, you know, you, you like go through these text based adventure things. There's a text thing we have to like, read all this text and then you'll get a new game ball and you put it in the system and then you play another level game whatever ball? is the way it works. Yes, they're game balls. They're oh, like no. little eyeballs that you put on there. And it's supposed to be the system that never came out and there's all these different games that you play, but they're all pretty much the same. And, but there's one that's called uh, Coffee and Donuts where you're in like a mansion and you go from like room to room and you have to go into these levels and find coffee and donuts to give to this dead guy that'll like, you give him coffee and donuts and he says something to you and then he'll disappear, and then you have to go get more coffee and donuts and give it to another dead guy who disappears and says something to you. You do this over and over again. But you have to jump on these donuts that are kind of like tires or whatever, like uh, squishy, springy tires. And it's just, it's awful. Like, that whole part is awful. Is what, is what I'm getting at to, like, how ridiculous the game is. Like, the jump mm. mechanics didn't really work that well, and that's what reminded me of those old Rebel Strike games. But, man, it's... Yeah, it's weird that they put, and you can buy t-shirts of, like, all of the different indie games that they're there in the game, like, with in-game currency. You don't have to buy anything, but... Yeah, it was just, uh, I don't know, it was just kind of a disappointment, and I wanted to, you know, let everybody know that... I mean, I feel like if anybody wanted to get it, they'd get it, but I didn't... Thankfully, I didn't get the season pass. I was originally going to get the season pass for it, but but I didn't. But what we were talking about last year, or last week, John and I, between the two different prices... If you buy the physical copy, you get the season pass with it. That's why it's forty dollars. If you buy the digital copy, it's thirty without it. Mm. Unless you want to buy it with and that's forty. So that's the price difference that we were trying to figure out last week. But yeah, it's it's a weird game. Um Yeah, it kind of I don't know. It reminds you know, like WarioWare, 
the way WarioWare is like, hey, this is a game about bad games, and we're trying to make our own bad game, but it's still kind of fun. Yeah. It kind of reminds me of that, but the other way. It's like, hey, we're making a game about bad games, but all these games are bad too, so this isn't fun, you know. <laughs> That's kind of how I went with, like, the other side of WarioWare, where they went the wrong way with it. Instead of, like, being like, oh, but this is, it's the joke is that Wario sucks, and he's making a terrible game, but they're, but it's fun. But this game is just like, oh, no, it's these are these are all bad games that suck and really shouldn't be there shouldn't be a tribute to them at all. Like, I don't know. And there's and there's references to other stuff in there. They reference like uh, Hotline Miami and stuff like that. But it never really feels like any of those games, you know, so I didn't really it just it, it feels like unfocused and almost unfinished at times, I guess. I kind of wondered if anybody actually play tested the game, but mm-hmm. But yeah, that's my Travis Strikes Again thoughts on there. It it took me a, th- a few days to make it through. I watched it. I did it, you know, just – it was kind of like my uh, – it was like my Mario Color Splash or Paper Mario Color Splash as we refer to it on here on this show with where I was like, well, you know, I might as well beat it. And it's and it wasn't even that long. So it's like, okay, I'll just – I'll stick it out. I'll beat it. But I'll – there's a new game plus that they just added on there. But I don't know why you would want to go through it again because it's just not really fun to play. I'll say at least like <laughs> now that you beat it, you don't have to – you know, it doesn't have to join your list of games you'll never finish. No. True. Well, I've got money on my list now. Well, I did. I mean, I did read like I read an article about the uh, extra No More Hero stuff at the end, and I'm like, well, fuck it, I'll just go all the way through. But like I said, it's not that long either, so I didn't really. It's not like a 30 hour game. I definitely couldn't have done it if it was 30 hours. But it's just it's just a letdown. I mean, I expected more from Suda and Grasshopper and all that, and. I want them to make another No More Heroes. I hope this doesn't stop them from doing it. But I feel like enough people might still buy it, regardless of how the... And I think it has like a 60% or something on Metacritic. It's not like super high on it on its reviews. I think most people have kind of... I know IGN gave it like a 6 out of 10, which I feel it's about there. Maybe maybe mid-5, but you know. So, yeah, that's my thoughts on, on Travis Strikes again. It's weird for the sake of weird, but it's not necessarily fun to play. You know, But it's not postmodern. No. <laughs> it's weird for the sake of weird, man. That's that's what I was talking about. You got that Simpsons quote. It's a late <laughs> Simpsons quote, but you know. But yeah, that's Travis Strikes again. Um buy it at uh, buy it at your own risk, I guess. <laughs> be be wary. I say don't buy it, really. If I'm giving you straight up advice, I would say don't. So buy Trey it. and I both bought games that you shouldn't buy. Yeah. As well, <laughs> Travis was $30 and uh, the one you got was less than 10, so you got the better end of the deal here. Well, because I used gold coins. Yeah. I could have saved those gold coins for something yeah. meaningful. But my uh, my pick for last week was, uh, I think my pick for last week games, it came out the same week as the Onimusha. I said, buy Onimusha. It's great. It's a lot of fun. It's $20. It's You'll get about as much time. I mean, it's it's, it's uh, shorter than Travis, but you'll actually have fun playing it again because it's a fun game. And there's uh, achievements and stuff on there, which is great. And I still stand by my decision to buy Mario Wii U last last week because yeah. I still I've been playing that game all week still, oh, and I yeah. did get to the like the Forest of Illusion sort of like mm-hmm. analog, and I got past that part without having to like research anything. Yeah, oh, I just sure. found the the right way to do it, so yeah. that felt good. So now I'm in like I don't know I'm in I, I think I'm towards the end because I'm in a section where there's two mm. there's two different of the Koopa children that I have to fight, and I haven't gone that far in it, but it's like the it's something mines. Mm-hmm. It's the level, so I think I'm towards the end of the game, but uh, I've been having a lot of fun with it. It's fun. It's a good game for sure. Is it a sixty dollar game? Still not sure about that, but 
Yeah, did, did I've you? Been, I've been enjoying it as as a proper Mario game. It feels feels good. Did you play Mario U, Scott? I did a little bit back on the Wii U, but I haven't picked it up on the Switch. Mm-hmm. And I I don't know why I didn't finish it. And I never touched the Luigi stuff, but the Luigi stuff intrigues me because the way that it sounds like Mario or Luigi controls is how he controls in Super Mario Brothers Two. He does, yeah. Where he's very floaty and slippery. Yeah, he's slippery and, and he and he jumps higher, and all the levels are actually catered to that. Like they're created around like how he yeah. jumps higher and all that. So, and it's it's hard. Like I couldn't get very far on Super Luigi U. You know, yeah. like I mean, and it's and every every one is less than a minute long. So they all have that. You know, like that. It does it at the beginning of the game every time. Uh, so okay. you have like. 59 seconds to make it through the level so they, so do, they do that yeah. all the time yeah like and we were talking I'll, earlier <laughs> i mean it, it's if you like if you like a challenge and you like you know if you wanted to play mario like dialed up to 11 or whatever you know uh go for it but it's made for the hardcore gamers that want like really really tough levels you know right and, i look forward to it yeah. eventually um yeah. i i still haven't even booted it up i'm still just trying to like get yeah. through the game on the regular mode. I'm also not trying to like get all the coins. Like sure. I got all the coins in the first world because mm-hmm. I just kind of like slowed my roll when I got stuck at that impasse before, mm-hmm. before I found the secret exit to get through that part. But, uh, it does, it does seem to offer a lot of replay value. And yeah, that's yeah. before I even get to the we the Luigi U stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, if you're worried about, and I think you said before that you were worried about possibly spoiling the Mario U stuff by playing the Luigi stuff. Like, don't think in that way. Like, the levels are not the same in any way. Like, there's I'm no. Just, I haven't had any yeah. desire to play the Luigi. Okay. And I, and I did actually finally use the Toadette, um, uh, super. What is it called? The the mushroom that turns you into Princess Peach, essentially. Yeah, it's like the crown. It's like a special crown. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I I finally used that and got and was able to like play around with that and it's actually pretty fun like i i can see saving those up for to get the coins because mm. it helps a lot with getting the coins yeah. like between that and the uh the squirrel mushroom like uh you can get to a lot of the coins way easier the mm. the three coins per level but sure. um i don't know i i got rid of all my crowns like after one round of that i was like well i don't need to be like hoarding these anymore because mm. they just feel like cheating kind of but I do, I do have like my whole inventory is full of uh, the squirrel mushrooms. So, mm. I mean, I, I, I feel like those are legit to to, to hoard. Sure, yeah. Well, uh, you do need those coins at the end. There is spoilers. There is like a Star World of sorts. Like I said, it reminds me cool. a lot of Super Mario World. So there is a Star World with extra levels and all that, and those are really cool. So good to know. So you will want, you will need like the the coins later like if you want to unlock all the star worlds and all that stuff well i've definitely been you know so, whenever i can i've yeah. been trying to get all of them and yeah. so even you will have like, to go uh, back for them if you want to play like when them. i was looking when i was looking for the secret exit in that one world i actually ended up finding it by going there with the intention of getting all the coins mm. so because i was seeking out all the coins and taking my time with the level that's how i noticed this oh wait what's happening down here that's the secret exit mm-hmm. yeah i'm just saying they you will come want to come back for them later but yeah hopefully yeah, I'm glad you're still having fun with it. It's uh, I mean, you you didn't get it for Wii U, so it's always good to get it again. It sucks that it's 60 because it's six years. Still old, feels like hey, a new game to me. Yeah, but hey, they do that. They like to do that. I mean, they've done it with Skyrim like 20 times, so why not? And at least you know, like I said before, <laughs> I didn't double dip. Yeah, sure. I got Mario Kart 8 for I got it for 48 because Amazon still offered the 20 percent discount, but oh, that was a true that was a yeah. true double dip. 
I didn't need to start that game all over again on my Switch, sure. but I am happy it's on my Switch because I play it a lot more now. Mm-hmm. And I'm way past what anywhere I would have gotten on the Wii U version, but at least Mario U I didn't have yet. Sure. It's still new to me. Yeah, no, I mean, I think it's a, I think it's a good game. I, I think it's a decent game for what it is. I've said before, out of the new Super Mario Brothers games, I think it's the best one. Out of well, the it's four. also new to a whole bunch of people that have a Switch that never got a Wii yeah. U. Yeah, I mean, look at how many. The Wii U is now outsold the PS4 in mm-hmm. 2018. I'm not sorry. The Switch has outsold the PS4. The Wii U has, has outsold. it. Oh wow! It yeah. did. Yeah, it outsold the both the PS4 and the Xbox One in the US. Mm-hmm. Nice. So, and look at how many Wii U's they sold. So yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of people that haven't played that Mario game. So yeah. it's a brand new Mario game for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they outsold that Wii U pretty quickly, actually. <laughs> In the first like couple months, they outsold it when it released. I liked my Wii U. I like it too. Mine's still hooked up. I played. I still use it. I mean, I, I yeah. played Travis. Like I said, I played a No More Heroes two recently on my Wii U. You know, because it's upscales the Wii games. So I still play it. It's still totally working. My fiance played uh, Mario Kart eight on it. Last night, because I never bought the Mario Kart 8 Deluxe Switch version. We still just play the Wii U version, you know, because that's where we got unlocked everything on there and all the all the stuff on there. Don't want right. to go through it again. But yeah, no, it's a, uh, I liked it. We, I mean, we started our show when the Wii U was all we had. So, you know, <laughs> that was uh, right. that was the beginning yep, of Nintendo the main was, was the Wii U and 3DS. Yeah, was all we talked about. So, Which the 3DS always had more going on back yeah. then. No, I think we got a lot more followers after the Switch came out, but hey, <laughs> there wasn't a whole lot of people we Wii U. But yeah, do you guys, let's talk about news then, really quick here. Here is the news, I promise you it's the news. Did you, did you guys see that stream, the stream fundraiser that happened, where they raised all I did, the, I saw, yeah. I did. Not the not the one with the um with the politician on there the other one the the better the better oh, okay one. that's what I thought you were talking about no no yeah the, what's her face the one who I forget she has two last names the uh, um, Alexandria Ocasio Cortez yeah she got on a stream and told somebody that uh said that well, N sixty four was the best system I did see that yeah. yeah and that Pokemon and she talked about like Pokemon Snap and. Yeah. Mario Kart 64. I do think she's super cool. I'm not. I'm not trying to give her shit or anything. But what I think is way better than that is a gamer raised 160 thousand dollars for a trans charity, Mermaids, mm-hmm. by playing Donkey Kong 64 nonstop. Wow, that, that was the same stream that she was on. Yeah. Oh, really? Yep. Well, okay. Well, the, yep, yes, that was the she same stream because well. she came on because that that person was playing. DK sixty four, so it was oh. sixty four themed. Oh well, nobody's I, nobody's actually talking what the cha- talking about what the charities for. Then they're just talking about that she was on there. Uh, well, there were several different uh, celebrities that popped in too. Uh-huh. It wasn't like she was the only one. It's just that was, I don't know, relevant to us specifically. Yeah, she's, she's that was a UK based stream. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. Everybody's talking about her. Like yeah. she's she's like the big hashtag right now. Well, I was. Just, our, yeah, I thought it was like the yeah Barack Obama like. 10 years ago, whatever, when he first started to come up in the Senate, like everybody was like, Oh my God, this guy's going to be the next president. That's like, what, yeah, that's, that's how what people heard. kind of feel yeah. about her right now. Yeah. No, for sure. Actually, my fiance said the same thing that she, she'll be president eventually. No, I didn't know she was on there as well. I was more interested in the money that they raised for the trans charity because mm-hmm. we're very trans friendly on this, on the yep, show. That was, and, and yeah, that was the same stream. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, then, hey, they're the same thing. <laughs> I, I, I guess I didn't really read the the other one as much as I did the as I did the trans one, but hey, I think it's pretty rad though that they still made made some money on it. Um, 
Did you guys uh, were you guys able to watch the Mortal Kombat 11 event at all? I I, I forgot to mention I it did. last week, but uh, I didn't watch all of it. But I did like go over just to see, just because you know Mortal Kombat 11 is a Switch game now. It's it's coming out for all the systems. And did, I guess did you ever think that a Mortal Kombat game would come to a Nintendo console like 15 years ago, 10, 15 years ago? But they did come to Nintendo consoles yeah. 15 years they ago. They were there on they were on the GameCube. I mean, you got to don't forget the last Mortal Kombat game was on Wii. It was Mortal Kombat Armageddon. And right. Mortal Kombat the only Mortal Kombat that was ever censored was Mortal Kombat 1 on Super Nintendo. And right, that was in, that was but in the But there was 90s. a code you could get the blood if there you had the no code. code right? There was no code for the Super Nintendo one. There was only a code oh, for the okay. Genesis one. The Super oh, okay. Nintendo one was changed to Sweat, and they actually altered they altered the 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 fatalities to different fatalities, and actually one of them ended up being a fatality in Mortal Kombat two. So hey, you know they did kind of take go. some of their stuff. No one of so uh, Sub Zero had a finishing move where he froze you and shattered you, which ended up being his second fatality in uh, Mortal Kombat two. So nice. it did carry over, but no. Uh, Funny, <clears throat> funny personal story about that. I actually, I bought uh, Mortal Kombat 1 was the very first Super Nintendo game I ever got when I got a Super Nintendo. And right. uh, I called Nintendo Power and asked them what their blood code was. And they laughed at me and told me that they were like, why the fuck do you think that we would have put blood in there? And we spent so much time taking it out. It's not in there, kid. Sorry. But right. no, I, I called the gamer hotline and they pretty much laughed at me and said, no, there's no blood code. Sorry. Nice. We changed the whole game already. I mean, they put new fatalities in there. They're like, do you think that we would have gone through all of this time and effort to have a blood code? So, yeah. But no, Mortal Kombat 2 was fully bloody and uncensored after that. And then and then they were in every Nintendo system until the Wii. And then it was basically, I think that the sales of Armageddon on Wii were too low. That uh, Ed Boon was just like, nope. Because I know that he never, re like, none of the... Super Nintendo Mortal Kombat stuff got re-released on the Virtual Console when that was a big deal. And I'm pretty sure I read an interview with him saying that he just had no interest in the system after that Armageddon one. Right. But granted, also the Armageddon one they made had like motion moves that you do with the Wiimote, which you don't have to do, but it was in there, you know, which is kind of like that's an odd choice, I guess. But but yes, I'm very happy to see Mortal Kombat come back to Nintendo again. I mean, all of... I've played... I mean, I played all the Mortal Kombats. I played 9 and 10 on PS3. Well, 10 on PS4. But I've I've played all the Mortal Kombat's, even the bad ones. I have Mortal Kombat Mythologies Sub Zero on, on Nintendo sixty four. I've played through it the whole way. It's an awful game, but I beat it because I got it when I was a teenager, and I played anything back then. I know we we talked about that earlier, but yeah, no, I love Mortal Kombat, and I'm very happy to see it coming back. But there's a couple things. Uh, I guess uh, Shiny Entertainment is that? No, no, it's Shiver. Shiny is a Shiny's Earthworm, That's Earthworm, Earthworm Jim. Jim. Yeah, I was like, no, it's it's Shiver Entertainment. Is doing the um is, is yeah the, they're developing MK11 they're doing the port for uh for that for the Switch and um and it's actually I heard it's going to come out later too I don't know if you guys saw that there's a rumor saying that I don't know if it's actually definite yet but they're saying that it might not come out until May and it's originally supposed to come out in April so I would so, be I surprised know. by that honestly you wouldn't no yeah I mean look at Diablo three look how late that was Dark well, well I mean Diablo three I mean, the Switch wasn't even a thing when Diablo three was made originally. No, I know, but That's, I mean, yeah. I, I just I feel like Nintendo Yuka was really... yeah, Stardew Valley. Well, uh, I mean, Wolfenstein two like that came out yeah. out a lot later. But I mean, I thought that if people had enough time, they would be able to develop it all together and release it at the same time. But I don't know. Can but we it... talk about how gruesome this this trailer is, though? Oh, for like, sure. Yeah. No. I mean, they. 
I like I thought they just were done by the, with the last one with Mortal Kombat X. Oh, never, 10, no, whatever never. it was, <laughs> never be done. Like, just how do you, how are you going to come up with more brutal things? I think the one that got me the most was the very last one, where and I don't know the characters' names because I was always more of a Street Fighter guy. Sure, as a kid, but well, me too. But she I like, like them both. drew out the character's blood, froze it in midair into spikes. And then drove the spikes through his body. Mm. Did you see that fatality? No, I I, I watched oh, uh, I watched the fatality of the new of the new guy of the new character because there's a couple. Well, I guess some of them are not because in in the demo that they had for for uh-huh. the event they had Raiden, Sonya, Scorpion, Sub Zero, and Baraka. Those guys are all like characters that we know from previous games. Right. But Scarlet is on there, who was a DLC character for ten, and. Uh, Garas, Garas, G E R A S. I'm not sure how to exactly sand pronounce it. Guy, right? sand time. Yeah, yeah. He's like a. He looked like he had like earth weapons or something like that. He looked like he was fighting with dirt or something like that. But he has a finishing move where he like punches holes in you from the back. Did you see that? And he no. hits and he hits the back of your head and your brain like comes out the front. Oh like, yeah, that I was pretty that crazy. One. Yeah, I thought that was a crazy one. But yeah, no more problem to him. I like. I love B movies. I love like the over. The ultra violence, ridiculous stuff, and that—that's uh, kind of part of their what they do, you know. Yeah. And now it's Scott, worked. the one the one you mentioned with the uh, the blood that reminds me of uh, was that X two when Magneto yep. took the iron out of that guy's body because someone injected iron into his blood and then used the iron. To, yeah. Like, <laughs> that's what that's what I immediately thought of when you described. Oh that. sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that was X two. Yeah. Yeah, that's that was, what we yeah, we yeah. I made the same reference uh when we recorded on Monday. It's yeah. it was very much that like pull it out but then freeze it and oh, uh, yeah, yeah. and yeah, then yeah. in the video it actually goes through his skull mm. and it went through his eye and so like when the when it comes out the back of his head, the nice eyeball there. is attached. Nice. <laughs> Love it. Spike, which is Love the attention to detail on that. Oh uh, yeah. Well For remember sure. when they brought in the, the X ray things? And there was... Yeah, no, that's still kind of in there, though. I was going to say that's worked into combos now, where you can kind of right. like, where at the end of the combo, you'll see like somebody's shit break and all that. So it's still in there. But yeah, well, it was like a added, super move like, of they added sorts. The testicle one, and I was just was like, oh, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, okay yeah. guys. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, we're going too far now. I mean, Johnny Cage always had like that split leg move where he punched you in the in the junk. You know, that was in yep. there in the first game. So it's been there. Which still worked on Sonya, by the way. Oh yeah, yeah. And Sonya is actually being played by Ronda Rousey now. Did you get? Did you guys catch that? I did. Like, see her, uh, she was on the on the stream. She's trying to help promote it and stuff. Yeah. I don't know how I feel about but that. I mean, she's not a good actor. But I mean, well, I mean, but she's like mocap. She's also whatever. somewhat controversial. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, but it looks. She looks just like her. Like the Sonya in the game looks just like Ronda Rousey and all that. She does the. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I don't really. I think I saw. I think she was in like Fast and the Furious Seven. I think I saw that one, and she was in. I don't really know anything about her. But hey, you know, she's a fighter. She's tough. She so, was Sonya undefeated stuff, for a long time. You know, she was yeah. sort of like a well, Pacquiao was boxing, but she was sort of like a Pacquiao in MMA, kind of like nobody could beat her, and then all of a sudden she yeah, got did. knocked down. I can't remember what her name was. That the lady that beat her up was is freaking awesome. Like as far as like she just destroyed her, but but yeah, she basically she was undefeated, got knocked down, and then tried to come back, lost that match too. Mm. They so she's more. Yeah. Right, so now she's she's like now she does like WWE and like she's sort of just like well you know what I'll just be like kind of like what The Rock did when he be an actor you know, or whatever he was yeah. never an MMA fighter yeah I mean well you know just take your yeah. she also had some controversy around like beating the crap out of some people and how she was using like because she was a trained fighter like some people consider that like 
assault with a deadly weapon because of being getting beat up by her is like different than just getting beat up by a normal person. You know what I mean? Oh, like the so she had a lot of controversy. Uh huh. So yeah, there's there's that happened a couple years ago, but she had a lot of controversy surrounding her, and I can't remember if it was her. I think it was her. I want to say it was her sister-in-law. She beat up or brother. Maybe it was her brother-in-law. She beat she beat the shit out of somebody. Oh jeez. To where like they like required like hospitalization and stuff and um wow yeah, there's there is there sort of like a domestic abuse sort of like oh yeah I, I didn't surrounding her for that yeah because it was someone she was related to mm-hmm. yeah I, I didn't know about that this wow. was a couple of years ago but yeah, yeah it was Still, sort though, of like I mean, the beginning of her fall yeah. well Grace publicly. I guess uh, she used to be yeah. like everybody loved her and she was like undefeatable and all that crap. Uh-huh. Well, I guess uh, now they, she's a B actor. Now she's in Mortal Kombat, so hey, <laughs> I guess they they forgive her for that. I don't know. I mean, that's I thought it was fine. I mean, you know, I always thought Sonya was a tough was a tough girl, so they, I figured that worked well for it. But we'll see how well she does with the voice acting and all that. But I think they, you know, have her wearing the mocap suit and the ping pong balls and all that stuff. So I know it's it's not ping pong balls anymore, but it used to be. <laughs> But yeah, no, I mean, I I think it looks cool. I hope it's not delayed for the Switch. Um, they said they're looking into crossplay, so that'd be cool. I'd like be it'd be nice to be able to play whoever online. I'd be into that, you know. There's only so many characters on there so far. I know uh, bringing Baraka back was a big deal. I guess he wasn't in ten. I don't remember. I didn't play all the way through ten, but I always like I always like Baraka. Um, apparently, you can customize your what you guys are wearing. Uh, you can change even your even your moves and whatnot. Which uh, mm-hmm. I don't know how intense they're going to get with that, but they did it in Injustice too, didn't they? Uh, that yeah, was a big deal there. it was kind of like that in in Mortal Kombat Ten too. Like um, the, every different character had a different like fighting style that you could choose that would have different moves. So it was almost like you had more characters, but they all looked the same. So I remember that being a part of it, and they probably went with that. Yeah, I got Injustice Two as well. I didn't play it as didn't play it as much as Mortal Kombat Nine, but I am excited about Eleven, and it'll be really nice to have it portable you know so but yeah they did did the big did a big event they didn't really i thought they'd show more but they only showed like a few characters so far but i'm sure they'll like slowly roll that out and i really i feel like it'd be a missed opportunity if scorpion doesn't show up in smash brothers or something like that as part of their like <laughs> i mean come on you know get over here yeah. it's me <laughs> hey man uh the, the bayonetta's in there like her game's equally violent as, as yeah. violent you know and Joker's in there, like a Persona is definitely not a kids game for sure. Like it's not a not a e for e for everyone game. So, I mean, I'm just it, 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 the characters have been so obscure in there that he can totally fit in there. If Ryu and Ken can be in there, I think Scorpio and Sub Zero can be in there as well. I mean, why not? Even though I guess doing the spear move and the freeze might be a little weird, but yeah, no, it was. Uh, I mean, just with balancing the characters and all that. But I mean, they put him in Injustice, so. I figured they would try to get him in Smash Brothers too. I'm for it. I mean, I already paid for the character pack, so it'll be it'll be free to me. There you go. But a uh, couple other small things. Um, Fe- I I don't know if this is correct on our side, but Phoenix Wright, the Ace Attorney trilogy, got a release date on the Japanese eShop. I found that from rooting around in there. It's supposed to be for the uh, two twenty one February twenty first. I don't know if that's going to reflect on this side. Sometimes it does. Sometimes it doesn't. But if it does, that'd be pretty rad. You know, I mean, that's, uh, I know Jeremy, you'd, you had mentioned wanting to play that before the Fe- the Phoenix Wright trilogy. It might be your end for it. That was one of the things I bought at the end of my Wii shop stuff with the, the last of my eShop points for the Wii. I bought the Phoenix Wright trilogy, 
which I kind of knew it was, I should have known it was going to be re-released after that. Otherwise I would have spent on something else, but, but yeah, I I'm skipped a- that series. I never got into it. I, I played the first one for a little bit and I just, the pacing was really slow. I liked it. Me. I mean, I played, yeah. I actually played it first on mobile cause they re-released it on mobile and it's oh, cool. It's sense. like a, I mean, you know, it's a point and click for adventure, but you can't die. Like you can't right. like screw yourself over. Like I, I never really liked the ones where it's possible to, to like use an item that you can't re-get or something like that. Like you mm-hmm. can kind of just mess around until you figure it out to the next part. And if you like those type of adventures, uh, games, you know, I say it's totally worth it, you know. And hopefully they'll, I don't know if they'll upscale it at all. They really didn't on the Wii one when they re-released the Game Boy Advance stuff. But mm-hmm. and it was originally a Game Boy Advance game even before it was on DS. Oh, okay. But yeah, it'd be nice to see that for sure. There's a Switch keyboard out there. I know Jeremy commented on that on that Facebook yeah, group. That. Yeah. For what? I can't imagine what you need a keyboard for. I was saying, like, maybe they'll release the Fantasy Star, the Japanese one, uh, localize it and release it here, man. Typing wasn't... of the Dead. Yeah, Typing of the Dead. That. If you want to do that. I, can't, I have a Mac, so I can't play that on, on Steam because mm. it's only it's only on uh, for Windows PCs. Oh, really? And That's I've always shame. wanted to play. Typing of the Dead. I played, I played it on Dreamcast years ago. I mean, 15 years ago at least. Mm. Yeah. At my friend's house. And, uh, man, it was fun. I mean, I beat it my first try. Mm. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm pretty quick typer, but I think it was also probably on a lower difficulty. Like, I don't mm. think I was, uh, okay. you well, know, going at the maximum. You could probably work it into Diablo 3, though, right? Can you do some sort of, like, chat in that game? Like on PC? Can you do that? Even just to play it with a mouse and keyboard. I mean, if you're... Might- well, yeah, I was gonna say like if you're if you're on a team, I guess voice chat is the way to go now. But yeah. <laughs> but can you do that? Can you do the chat? Discord's a thing. Yeah, I don't know because uh, on the GameCube there had one like one of the we one of the wave birds had a had a keyboard in the middle. Mm-hmm. I mean, not here in in Japan, but I don't know. I thought that was thought that was pretty weird. So let's talk the indie spotlight stuff then. Um, we talked we talked about uh we talked about unruly heroes. We talked about the ski. Was it Ski Lifts Go Wrong? Um, yeah, when Ski Lifts Go Wrong. The, the, other, the other big release of today was uh, Goat Simulator, which uh, did you – I take it you got into that somewhat because uh, you always kind of laugh when I say that, Scott. <laughs> did you play it? No, play I, that? I, I, I downloaded the original Goat Simulator on Xbox mm. when it was free for yeah. like games with gold or whatever, and sure. I, I played about 15 minutes of it, and I'm like, I, I don't get it. I don't get it either. I played That's it. what happened to me too. I played it on uh, my I, phone. I played the mobile version on my phone for free, and I'm like, this game is awful. I mean, I think that's part of the joke of it, right? That it plays really bad, and it's just dumb, and you can hit things with your goat. Is that, is that what's going on in this game? I, I guess. Understand. It's got a ragdoll physics, and you just try to just be as crazy as possible. Like, anything can happen. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's been out for long enough that I think it was it was like a, a – I don't know if archetype's the right word. It was sort of like – when people were like, all right, let's just make games like so after Goat Simulator, you had like Surgeon Simulator, which is another game that's just all about being ridiculous yeah. and like knocking stuff over. Uh, Octodad, I think Octodad was inspired by Goat Simulator in a lot of regards. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe like it's the other way around. But like Goat Simulator was, it just looked so stupid that you just had to like get involved with it. So mm. I watched a lot of. I mean, this game came out long enough ago that it was like when all the big YouTubers, like I might have even watched PewDiePie play this game. No. Know, like it was that long ago that he was still doing game videos. Like, yeah, before he was racist. Um, I, me- I remember Wait, watching like big like, YouTubers playing this game back <laughs> in the day when it came out and just being like, you know, them just kind of embracing the weirdness of, of it. But it's been out for a long ass time. I mean, I got this on 360 like you uh, 
I got it when it was free with games with gold. So um, I never paid for this game Me before. Either. So seeing it for thirty bucks on Switch, thirty dollars. Like, yeah. Uh, no, I. If it ever comes down to like five bucks or something, maybe then. I thought it would be free. I'm like, I'm like, people pay for this, but this is also like, it's like the ultimate edition. It has like four different versions on there. There's like uh, the Star Wars Goat Edition or something. Which you I can fly around in a spaceship. It was in the. It was all in the video. I don't know. Like, like I said, I just remember people talking about playing it and just saying that it was dumb. And I'm like, like I said, I played it and I was like, I'm like, I can't. I'm sorry, this game is too dumb for me. I just can't. I can't do it. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I, need, I need more direction. Yeah. I need a more interesting premise than the whole a goat this, running around. Yeah, The sandbox nature of it is really fun at first, especially since you can just like, you know, lick someone and throw them across the map, like just kind of watch like an NPC like hurl across the map into yeah. oblivion. Like that sort of stuff's really fun at first. Yeah. But there's no depth but to eventually it. Eventually really. you're just like, yeah. all right, this is just an incredibly broken demo that they are selling as a game pretty much like they started trying to make a real game it didn't work out they're like well let's just keep going with this fucked up glitchy thing Mm -hmm. and see if that eventually becomes like a marketable thing which it did i mean enough people have paid for it that it's it's ubiquitous it's on every platform now yeah now it is so 30 bucks hell no wait wait like six weeks this is going to be on sale for at least half price if not less yeah, I just and and I think it's four versions because if you look at the title screen of it, it shows like it has like the slits through it where the goat it looks different in every one. So I think there's variations of goats. I actually or whatever. Think, but, I think I have it on PC because it was part of one of the humble bundles I bought, and I got it for free on the Android also, mm-hmm. like you were saying, because it was a free game on sure the phone at some point. So mm-hmm. I already have this on three platforms. Well, don't get it again, of course. And it's not like Minecraft where I actually like the game. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's not one you would actually you want to play for hours and all that. But hey, yeah, if it gets down to five, maybe not for me. I'm not into it. I'm not going to get it for even five dollars. But I got I got better things to do in my time for sure. Yeah, but there were aside from that, there were actually some really cool stuff in the indie spotlight. Like um, like uh, I think one of the biggest things for me is a uh, Wargroove finally got a release date. I've been yeah, following that game since like. Years ago, like when it was in the very, very first Nindy spotlight, you know, and it's uh, now there's some like uh, cool animated cutscenes in there, look like anime, and uh, yeah, it's got it's a very solid release date. to me, yeah, yeah, but it also kind of looks uh, I mean, it looks a little bit like medieval too, like a uh, fire Emblem as well, but I think it might have the aspect where you can create the characters on the map, right? Is that what you're saying, like kind of more like that, right? And that I mean, it's got a bunch of different gameplay mechanics going on, it's got mm-hmm. like the advanced war style, like the tactical grid based mm-hmm. combat. Yeah. thing and then you've got some uh building going on it looks really interesting and, and really complex yeah. so and there's also i mean there's also an online mode there's also a create your own map mode you can also play online with your own created maps so i thought that was really cool so it looks like they're really adding a lot of shit to it and i, I really like that so i mean as as far as all the games that i saw on there that's probably the one i'm most excited for i mean i've been excited for it for a while it's nice to know that it finally has a release date and it's only a couple weeks ago away like it'll be out like what next Friday? I think, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, so we it's right. It's on the horizon. It's gonna have to February second, right? February first. Okay. Oh, it, you it, know what? I'm it, looking at that my uh, dates, and I'm like, oh, this was a European. So it's listed at one two. I'm like, that can't be right. But that's oh yeah, the yeah. European way. It's yeah, first of February. Yeah, it was the go. UK spotlight, which made it kind of a little bit hard to find. I guess on the when I was trying to find the YouTube video, it took a little bit of digging. 
But um, I think uh, the one that sticks out to me is Crosscode. That looks really cool. Oh yeah, that one actually looks like a like the art style looks like looks a lot like Chrono Trigger at times. Like you know at the end part where it shows the flying hedgehogs or they call them like hedgehogs yep. or whatever. That hedgehogs. that part yeah. yeah that part looks like a Chrono Trigger to me. Like the the art style. Like it's obviously well they said it's an action RPG. Yeah, a it looks very much action more action. RPG. It reminds me of those. Um, oh man, what were those games? I can't remember the developer. They did. Um, they did Bastion in uh, oh yeah 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 um, Hyper Light Drifter yeah, looks like yeah. Hyper Light Drifter yeah yeah I haven't I've I played a little bit of Bastion I haven't played Hyper Light Drifter but I know a lot of people really like him mm-hmm. yeah no I mean yeah that one looked cool as well I don't think so I was I was reading some stuff on like a response on uh, the Switch subreddit and this the crosscode thing is like was super popular. Like a lot of people were talking about it because I guess it was programmed in HTML5. Once again, I'm not like super into like I don't understand computers that well to know, but I know that's a language that's not compatible with the Switch. Okay, it was made for like a more of a browser kind of scenario. So mm-hmm. that that means that developers pretty much had to reprogram the whole game in a new language to port it. So uh, a lot of people thought it would never happen. So I, I think it's one of the big reasons people are so excited that it's actually happening mm-hmm. because. It represents a lot of effort to make it compatible with the Switch. Yes, that's nice. I'm glad they went. I mean, it's obviously. I mean, the Switch is a pretty, pretty heavy competitor now. You know, I mean, just a lot of people have it. There's there's a big install base, so it's a go for it. it, Switch, you know, the Switch is exceeding like sales on Steam of some indie games. Oh yeah, yeah. It's definitely a place to have your indie game. What was it? What was it? We were saying. Last week for Dead Cells, you were saying like four to one between like uh-huh. Switch versus PS4 on the sales. Yeah, that's amazing. I'm I'm, I'm glad that like that that uh, indies are getting it's become an indie darling, as some people have said about the Switch. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no crosscode looked at interesting. I thought that you might be into Forager, Jeremy. That kind of looked like I was. Uh, have you played love, it before? I love games that are like boiled down like that. Like years ago, I played this game called. Um, it looks like a Stardew what though. The also, what's it called? I can't remember what it was called, but it was a it was a it was a roguelike dungeon crawler. It was on the phone. It's like one of the few games I've ever really gotten into on my cell phone, where you basically just have this grid, and based on your stats, you you get into fights and stuff, and like it's all based on your stats of whether or not you defeat the enemy or you lose, and everything's randomly generated each time, and it's just like it's the dungeon crawl the the roguelike dungeon crawler boiled down to the most basic elements and that's kind of what this looks like for like a minecraft type of game like mm-hmm. i love how really simplified the the interface seems like i might actually get into something like this especially as a portable game like yeah is this going to be quite like that other game i'm describing i'm not sure but that's what it reminds me of like just like let's just take it to the most basic possible level mm-hmm. Well, and, and see also, if like all the fun remains after that. Yeah, and then you can and there's also a farming mechanic to it. Also, it looks yep. like you could just of do. Course. It's like what if it's like what if we took like Legend of Zelda and Minecraft and Star and Stardew Valley and put them all into one game? Because it looks like there's some dungeon type stuff. There's treasure chests that you can find, bosses that you have to fight. It's like it's like here's a million things in this one game that you can do. So I guess you just kind of like do whatever you want. Like it's like you want to farm, farm. If not, go fight people. If not, like a uh, Build a house or whatever, you know. <laughs> you can do you can do all those different things. Look like something that would be that would be up your alley. There was uh there was a rhythm game, Double Kick Heroes, like a drum a metal drum game where you've where you do the rhythm and it shoots zombies and stuff. That one looked like it might be interesting. They didn't that show looks a whole lot of it, alley. but 
since you like Tycho so much. Well, I like Tycho. I mean, maybe I can use my drum on it. I'm not really into the idea of doing motion drumming because that didn't really work that well. But maybe <laughs> I can get my uh, maybe I can get my bongos to work on there. I got them to work on the Tycho game, so it looks cool. It reminded <laughs> me of whatever like the small amount of Final Fantasy 15 I've played, but like how you're just hanging out in the car for some like portions. <laughs> That's kind of what it looks like. The whole game is like, you're just, yeah, but you don't get to or shoot even zombies like, or even like rock and roll high school tray where like, oh, yeah, yeah. the Ramones are playing, playing the song while the car's driving. Yeah. Yeah. It kind of reminded me of that too. Like, just like that's looks the like whole s- game of somehow being like a, a mobile band, a band playing as they're driving. Like it's a parade, but it's like fast motion <laughs> and you're fighting bad guys at the same time. No, it, look, it, it looks actually fun. looks really compelling yeah. as a concept. You might, have, you might have just sold me in this game. Yeah. Uh-huh. Have you, you've seen, yeah, you watched it. I mean, it's like, yeah, it's just, uh, yeah, all those other things are great. Yeah. Remember, re- relating it to Final Fantasy 15 and, uh, Rock and Roll High School. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I no. mean that's these are all like I just had a lot of like thoughts of what it reminded me of while I was looking at the at the video gameplay. I'm like this look, this could be cool, especially if the I mean it's all going to come down to whether or not the, it's synced up well enough to where it feels good to play the air mm. drums. Yeah, because that's going to be you know everything's going to going to hedge on whether or not that mechanic works. But if it does, like it, it looks like it'll be a lot of fun. I mean, I'll def- uh-huh. I'll definitely check it out. I mean, I expect it to be like a fifteen twenty dollar purchase. Like I could, I'll I'll drop the money to check that out for sure. I mean, it looks looks like a lot of fun, and uh, and I'll definitely you know I'll let you know whether that air drumming works or not. And if it does, you know, then hey, more power to it. I wish they could put your quote on there, Jeremy. Just like you know, it's like uh, the Ramones driving around like uh, singing songs and all that. Yeah, no, that one, that one looks cool. Um. In, there was another one, Inmost. That one looked kind of like horror movie-ish. Like it looked like a horror game. The one with the uh, weird shadows. They didn't really show a whole lot of it, but it had. It looked really. It looked. Nice. It looked. It had like a similar style to like uh, Celeste, uh, right? Limbo, outside or or inside rather, and um, yeah. yeah, and Celeste. Yeah, I felt a little bit of Celeste in there, and Limbo also because you do. There is a big giant spider that shows up out mm-hmm. of the shadows in the end of that trailer. So I mean, kind of reminded me of that I played through all of Limbo. It, I enjoyed that game. Everything about it looked so, um, like everything just looked so well animated. And this is a Chucklefish game, right? There were two different yeah, yeah. Chucklefish games in the indie showcase, which I thought it would be cool to mention because mm-hmm. do they have anything else besides Stardew Valley I, on the I Switch? Feel, I feel like I've is seen that their what, name was on there like that, Was there a tactical game that was made by Chucklefish? That, or am I thinking of somebody else? No, that was the people who made Pokemon that released that surprise uh tactical game but chucklefish uh obviously has the 2d style down and i think they've got like the the relationship mechanic in stardew valley is really cool how that plays out having like being a huge fan of that game notably on this podcast i've mentioned it a lot but uh um everything about inmost looks so cool like everything's animated really well and creepily it looks like you kind of take your time, like almost like Blackthorn, like you're sort of like absorbing the 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 environment and then planning out each action. And it's like really well animated. Even when you just jump up to a platform, it looks like it. There's like a custom animation for that. So I look forward to this. Um, the pixel style being pushed to 11, so to speak, is kind of how I see this. Yeah, for sure. Um, the other... Uh... The other Chucklefish game was uh, Wargroove that w- that was in the um, okay that was in the video and I and they also speaking of stuff that was on Switch they also did Pocket Rumble 
which was okay. that, which was that cool fighter game that uh, that I recorded the soundtrack to. So, well, I mean, I put it on I put it on YouTube. So if you if you look for it on YouTube, that's stuff that I recorded off the game. But yeah, no, that game was a lot of fun. Yeah, so in most, yeah, in most Stardew and uh, Wargroove and Pocket Pocket Rumble or all their stuff. So yeah, they they have a pretty good have a pretty good track record there. So a lot of, a lot of fun stuff to play from them. I think there was only aside from that. Well, there was. Uh, got the big one. Yeah, yeah. yeah I image uh, one yeah. big one. I think it was all that was left. Well, Steam World Quest is. Uh, yep. Yeah, Steam World goes into RPGs, which I, of course, I'm going for that one. I love RPGs and card based games, right? Is it? See, is that's it, my one thing that's that yeah. I'm not certain I'm going to love about this one is yeah. that the, that the turn based battle is like a card based turn uh-huh. battle. Uh-huh. Did and, you like uh, Heist? Did you get into Steam World Heist? Did you play that? No, one? I, played, I Heist. played Steam was World that card based. No, Steamworld Heist was the turn-based strategy, like kind of like a like Fire Emblem, but two D. I never played it, but people loved it. I didn't play it either. I just played yeah. the two Steamworld Dig games, and mm-hmm. I adored both of those games, especially yeah. the second one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm really interested to see it. I mean, especially if it's in that same like post-apocalyptic world with like the robots and and all that yeah. stuff. Like, I don't imagine it being bad. I mean, if there's a card base, I mean, the card base, I'm sure they'll make. I'm sure they'll make it playable. You know, it's not going to be. You know, it would probably be like Bait and Kato's sort of. I'm saying I'm kind of excited yeah. for, in that regard because I don't think yeah. there are any card-based RPGs on the Switch yet. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a very niche category, but the, the games that do it well do it really well. And mm-hmm. well, I, I won't not play it because of it. I'll definitely want to try because the game looks really interesting. I love the the animation style where I don't mm-hmm. know how to describe it, but it's like they're they're. You wouldn't think I would like this kind of animation, but it's just like a static figure that kind of just moves back and forth when, in the, or when they walk, they just kind yeah. of do this. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's it looks really cool, and I like the that art style, and and I love turn based RPGs, so I'm definitely gonna check it out. I was a very big surprise. Yeah, no, it's yeah, it's nice to have it have it on there. I mean, yeah, I feel like I feel like it was pretty good. Like I know a lot of people, you know, people have been thinking about this uh, that there's supposed to be some Nintendo Direct or something. I felt like this was a good enough direct. I mean, there were like nine games. This was that were definitely premiered in this there, was the know? January direct, without a doubt. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they showed Some nine were games. Trying to call it them... not the director's stupid. This yeah. is the freaking direct. Yeah, I mean, they had nine new games in there. Well, I mean, Wargroove, I Two guess, which was an came old out game, today. but three. Yeah, three games came. Oh, out. Oh, three of which came yeah, out yeah. today, right? So yeah, no, I thought it was great, and yeah, that the SteamWorld Quest, like, I'm totally into that. I would definitely check that out. So there are at sure. least right. So I mean, I already bought one of them. So there's at least three games that I wanted that they show today. So I, I definitely want uh, Inmost and SteamWorld Quest also. Yeah, out of Forger the, possibly if the price is right. Yeah, I was gonna say out of the list, like what are, what do you guys what are you guys all into? I, I'll say uh, SteamWorld Quest and Wargroove and Inmost mm-hmm. for sure, and Double Kick Heroes. So I guess the most. Oh, of, of course, Double Kick Heroes. Yeah. For me, SteamWorld Quest and CrossCode. I think CrossCode looks really cool. Oh, yeah, CrossCode, too. Yeah, no, I'm actually pretty interested in all of them, so good on you, Nindies. And uh, bring us Super. a regular direct and talk about Metroid Prime 4. Yeah, well, well, hell yeah. well, of course. Or save it for E3. I think that's an E. I think that'll be E3, probably. Well, <laughs> I don't know. It's either that or they'll be doing uh, pushing like the Animal Crossing, whatever that is, you know, maybe pushing yeah. that and... Uh, the new Pokemon, there's, maybe. There's going to be uh, another Yoshi. I, I imagine there'll be another Yoshi theme direct. And that's next month, right? The that's the Yoshi end of March. Game? March 29th, which I'm excited oh, about okay. that game. I think that game's going to be cool. Like I said last week, you can you can uh, preload it and all that. But, um, yeah, I think that's what I got for the news. But um, 
Do you want to talk? Do you want to talk about your uh, your show real quick, Scott? Sure, I can about, do that. Uh, we are called the Gaming Outsider Podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, we've been uh, podcasting this show for about three years, actually coming up on four this June, so three mm-hmm. and a half cool. years. Uh, we uh, have gone through some changes over the past year or so. We kind of uh, everybody from my team left, mm-hmm. and I had to rebuild a new team. So I got oh, wow. a, a group of seven of us now that are all. Doing the podcast thing and writing reviews. We got a, our website is thegamingoutsider.com. There you can find links to our Discord. You can find links to our Facebook group. Uh, all the reviews and the episodes are there as well. But uh, the the reason we I started a podcast is I got I love listening to video game podcasts, and I got tired of everybody just being so negative all the time. Like oh yeah, everything yeah. was this game sucks. This game is broken. Uh, it, it just—it felt like everybody that was doing podcasts was in the industry and was tired of being in the industry. Sure, yeah, and just didn't enjoy it anymore. And I wanted it to be more of a celebration. Like I, I, I would rather spend less time talking about games that I don't like and more game, more time talking about games I do like. Of course, yeah. And that's kind of where the whole "there's no such thing as a bad game, just games that aren't for you" spawned from. Mm-hmm. Because I got so tired of people saying this game is bad. No, it's not. It's not for you. Yeah. This is somebody's favorite game. Or somebody's only game. Sure. And but not that we're going to go into something without a critical eye. Mm-hmm. You've heard us on the show talk about how some of them definitely are not for us. Yeah. But we're not going to crap all over them. You know what I mean? So we have, we have a good time, and uh, we're, we're trying something new. Uh, with, with 2019, we, we did this in the past, and we stepped away from it, but we're going to try to give it another, another go. We're going to start bringing uh, people from the community onto the show. And Trey, actually, you're going to be on... Uh, on on our recording on Monday, so cool. you're kind of like our our first guest in a long time that we've had. So nice. oh, I'm excited. Uh, yeah, it'll be a, it'll be a good time. We we have uh, it'll be uh, you, me, and uh, Chris Berensmeyer and Z- or, I'm sorry, Chris Owens and Zach. Okay, uh, those are my my three uh, core hosts. And uh, yeah, we'll get together. We'll talk about the news. We talk about uh, some video game related topic. I believe you said you wanted to talk about uh, since Resident Evil Two is coming up. You want to talk about survival horror games so love to give that a shot love, love love survival horror and i hope you don't i was gonna say i hope you don't think less of me just because i uh kind of crapped on uh, travis strikes again earlier i did uh no i did still buy it yeah 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 just crap all over it yeah no i i we try not to be we try not to be too negative on here and no, think, most, of, most think, of the time we are we're but, good about yeah. seeing potential <laughs> yeah. i think yeah. we see the diamond in the rough in the games that yeah. we talk about too i think Look, we I, tend to err on the positive side honestly yeah and I'm not saying you guys did, and there's a difference between saying, "Hey, this game does some interesting things," but ultimately the gameplay is repetitive. Mm-hmm. So that's being honest. Yeah. But mm-hmm. instead of just getting on and just ranting and raving about how this game sucks and like yeah. who would buy this game and people that play this game are idiots, that's just that's the kind of stuff yeah. that I got. Yeah, like I got tired that. of. Yeah. I have no problem with going into a review and being honest and and being objective. Oh sure, yeah. But I, I get the I got the impression from listening to so many podcasts for years because I've been I've been podcasting for eight years now, mm-hmm. and after listening to other people, it feels like a lot of people are very obsessed with being a critic. Yeah. In terms of like, it's not cool to like things. You get more press. You get more people looking at you if you're if you're being negative. Mm-hmm. Um, look, look at angry video game nerd. Yeah, it was I mean, all about being at, angry. Um, <laughs> You know, there's a, I don't want to get clicks that way. Mm. I don't want to. I want to get. Sure, yeah. I want people to listen to us because they align with either me or with somebody's taste in games, and know that hey, if I if Scott likes this game, I'm probably gonna like this game too. Sure. It's one of my favorite things in the world when someone 
plays a game that I recommended that they've never heard of. And then they message me and say, hey, I just want to let you know I played this game. It was awesome. Thanks mm-hmm. for the recommendation. Sure. That's that's the best feeling in the world. Yeah. You know what I mean? What, so. what, on the, what I was thinking about when you were saying that, my, my pro- probably my least favorite phrase right now that I see on the internet a lot. I mean, there's a lot of things I hate on the internet, but... But whenever people say this game is trash, that always that always bugs me. I hate it when people yeah. do that, when they just say it's straight up trash. Because you don't say – I always felt that if you're going to say something, you need to say what's wrong with it. Don't just say that it's trash. Right. Like that's annoying. I don't feel like any game is completely trash. Like people put effort into that game. You know, they didn't like – you know, somebody worked their ass off for that game. Like I don't, I don't think right. that – and people say this about like, I don't know, like an old Mario game or something that says like that is trash. I'm like, no, it's not. Like shut up. Come on, dude. I right. just don't like it when people just automatically say it's something like that because you're not really saying anything about it at all. You're just saying that you hate that thing, you know. Right. Yeah. So, so that's I, how I, we, we went into game reviews that. Of that mentality. Yeah. Like we're gonna be we're gonna be as honest as we can. We're not gonna we're not like uh, one of our guys Zach gets a lot of crap because he he gave uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey a pretty low score, and a lot of people from our community <laughs> love that game. Sure. And uh, you know giving him crap saying he's being contrarian and all this kind mm-hmm. of stuff. No, he's being honest. Yeah. And the points he makes are, are valid points. Uh, I like the game a lot better than he did. Mm-hmm. You know, I was able, I, but I see the flaws that he's talking about, but I was able to look past them because of the, the good outweighed the bad for me. True. You know what I mean? yeah. Yeah, and, that, and that's kind of the goes. whole mentality yeah. is like, it's art. It's what works for one person may not, mm-hmm. is not going to work for somebody else and vice versa. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we want to, we're big on community over at the gaming outsider. Mm-hmm. We, we read community comments we're now starting to have community on on as guests, and we mm-hmm. interact on our Facebook group and uh, a Discord and everything on a daily basis, and mm-hmm. just uh, really like what we what we put together. So if you get a chance, come check it out. Yeah, definitely. And uh, that's uh, thegamingoutsider.com. Is that where you, that's the website? Yes, thegamingoutsider.com. Our Facebook is facebook.com forward slash thegocast. Okay. Our Twitter is at thegocast, and uh, our Discord link is on the website. It's a uh, infinite link so if you want to join the community over there okay really great conversations cool. going on over there nice um it's what was the twitter again at the GoCast. at the GoCast. yep okay yeah i'll um when i when i post this on twitter i'll put that on there and i'll definitely put the address on it for it in the description of this episode so just look at that and you'll be able to find it in case you didn't catch that before so everybody, cool. everybody knows where to find you and all that and thank you very much for being on the show again yeah again, well awesome yeah. having you scott yeah Thanks yeah, so dude. much. And, yeah. if you, and if you do get a chance to go check out some episodes, uh, we had some really cool guests as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, we actually had Roger Craig Smith on as a guest. He's the voice actor that does the voice of uh, Ezio from the Assassin's Creed. Oh, awesome. And, nice. Yeah. Uh, he was an absolute riot to talk to. Like, seriously, go hunt down that episode. It's mm-hmm. my favorite episode we've ever recorded. For sure. Yeah, uh, we recently talked to Tom Kalinske, the former CEO of Sega. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. And then. Several months ago, we got uh, uh, John St. John, the voice of Duke Nukem. Oh, and yeah, yeah. He was, <laughs> yeah. He was, I bet that was a good time, too. Did oh, you? he was a right. We actually got to meet him because he was at the Milwaukee Game Classic last year. Okay, I was going to ask if you go to that, the 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 game, the retro gaming classic? Yeah, well. Uh, or the, or the MGC, yeah. Midwest, Midwest, Midwest Game, game classic. classic. Yeah, you guys are there, right? And, yeah. hey, you got one, too? Yeah. Wearing the shirt, yeah. yeah. Nice. Were you guys there last year? We were, yeah. We we've been there yeah. for like the past three years. Okay, kind of because because you guys are in Rockford. We're we're in, well, I'm in Chicago. Jeremy's in Champaign, but um, 
Yeah. So uh, yeah, hopefully we'll get to see you there this year. You guys yeah, are we'll, going for sure, we'll right? We'll be there for sure. We got our, our buddies from the EXB cast we meet up with uh last year we're gonna do the same thing this year awesome well yeah no we'll, i hit up an arcade and stuff too so yeah we'll no we'll, we'll uh, keep in touch i'll let you know like where we'll be at and all that and hopefully we can get we get to hang out you know while sounds good man yeah that'll be fun awesome cool uh thanks being uh, for being on the show um thanks for having me yeah that's our episode 154 155 i think it's 155 i'll figure it out later when i'm editing it but uh thanks thank you for everybody to listening to us and you can find us at nintendomainpodcast.com um, you can find Jeremy and I on Twitter at Nintendo underscore domain is my Twitter. Uh, Jeremy is jmaxstack. Uh, you can find us at YouTube, youtube.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast or twitch.tv slash Nintendo Main Podcast is our Twitch channel. Um, we've been your hosts. I'm Trey Johnson. I'm Jeremy Mikowski. And guest. Scott Clark from and, the Gaming uh, Outsider. Gaming Outsider. And uh, thank you for listening. We will see you next week. See ya. <laughs>